Hello, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Irrelevant Podcast. It's been a little while. I just uh, I had two brutal weeks of work and just you know other things here and there. I'm sure Jason was busy too. I really don't know. <laughs> I was you know, work... really fucking busy. It worked out. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Like legitimately, I don't know like how busy it gets at the guitar store, but I just can imagine like all right, he, he's got to have times where it's. It's pretty rough because all jobs have times where it's pretty rough. Phew, tell you what, man. but yeah, wait, what? Nothing. Yeah, it was it was pretty busy, but then also just stuff outside of work was busy too. So I think it was a good break. I think. Yeah, me too, man. Because like, um, our delivery man got sick, and his service is so important like without him literally like the jobs are like completely different because he literally sleeps four hours a night probably like he he gets out on the road at like 2 a.m and then and starts doing deliveries so like he can get stuff to job sites like really really early and so that's why like he's so important to the company and he got sick and then we're all like, fuck, what do we do? And they're like, well, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. It really sucks when your job relies on one dude to do a very important task. <laughs> right. Well, right. No, because it, the, the problem is, um, yeah, because we rely on him because no one else is going to do it. And obviously I am the second in line. So they're obviously going to touch, like, they're going to, they're going to get me to do it. Um, I mean... It wasn't, like, all bad, though. I mean, obviously, waking up before the ass crack of dawn was pretty hard. Um, especially, like, just every day, just t- having to tell myself, like, all right, only four more days. Like, oh, okay, almost only three more days. Okay, only two more days, you know? It's just, just getting going, going. But, like, um, I had so much time where I was just driving, you know? So I just, I'm getting more ideas for, you know my entrepreneurship um so i don't know if there are any philion fans but that's just you know that's how he's who would say the word i forgot you were um, doing that. <laughs> right yeah um i'll mention that probably later in the podcast but yeah like i i just had so much time to listen to so much more music and i kept i kept losing motivation like ah is this idea worth it like i don't know if i want to open this place but then i i heard a new song and i was like oh that'd be that goes so well with this this thing and that and i'm like oh okay great so i just listened to a ton of more music and i even listened to this album multiple times um on on, on the on the road so yeah today the album we're talking about is from mars to sirius by gojira i had listened to this album on a walk home from the guitar store um i don't even think i listened to the whole thing and i remember i just i just didn't really like it it didn't resonate with me but um that completely changed this time and i know i'm like a like a sucker for everything and it seems like i just love everything but i mean this fucking album really hit really really hit i love right oh wait what were you gonna say no this isn't good i'm glad you liked it yeah man this is contesting with with um 
Lafon Sauvage for Best Gojira out of the ones I've heard. Because a big reason why I really, really liked this album is because it never really stopped. Like, I think um, Magma and to like a lesser extent, Lafon Sauvage, they kind of peter out towards the end. Yeah. And, and like the, the last like three or four songs are like kind of forgettable. But this. All of the songs, like I, were, I thought were excellent. Like some, like a lot of them, I thought were like literally masterpieces. Like they were ten out of ten. Like the last track, "Global Warming," that was awesome. Yeah, I was, I was totally chilling with that song. Cool. So I have, I have so much to say because this is literally this album. This album is so. Jesus Christ, we're starting early. <laughs> Jason, up, oh, up, no, we're, we're, we're quit. I just quit in the podcast. <laughs> I just had like a spicy dinner and like there's a lot of shit in my throat right now. So I'm drinking water. I'm gurgling and cracking. So I'm trying to get all this out now because <laughs> I really don't want this to be fucked up. But this album yeah. is so many fucking things to me. First of all, so I never really liked like it took me a while to get into like this quasi quote unquote death metal style. Um, and I like I was, I, I listened to screaming with bands, but the majority of the bands I listened to it for the most part have majority clean singing. And so ocean planet, which is the first track of this album was literally the first song that I had ever heard from Gojira. <clears throat> so, and there's something like, I, I wasn't really too much of a fan of the screaming because I just wasn't accustomed to it. <clears throat> Jesus. But for some reason, like the riff, the main chugging riff with the pinch harmonic, there's something about it that seemed like so mysterious to me or just like a, like I've, I've listened to metal and I've listened to all the stuff with it. But like for some reason, there's something that was so different about it. It really just piqued my interest. And I just all the while just chipping at me, it became one of my favorite albums of all time. And it kind of had that similar effect that the Crack the Sky from Mastodon had on me where it's like it had such an ethereal like element to it but it wasn't so blatant like it was in the note choices that they made and just the emotion and the theme and also the artwork definitely. like the artwork definitely. of the whale flying is one of my favorite of all time so this is one of my favorite i think this to me this is like a like this is like one of the best metal albums of all time and it's one of my favorites yeah. From them. yeah man i have to agree with you about just the actual um in terms of because like gojira is a very good band from what i had heard or previously, um, they're a very good band at creating, you know, similar to Mastodon, just like that atmosphere and like just that, um, like it just kind of it just demands your attention and like it's just it's not boring, and it just feels so, like, I don't know how you, how you say like. Man, like I could, like you just see how how good this album is. Like I'm just at a loss for words. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, <clears throat> like it's just this aura. Sorry, God, keep on. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's like this aura, not in the sense of like lateralis, because I think lateralis, like just the music, just like the aura, you just feel it. It's it's pretty obvious that like it just feels kind of you know lateralis is supposed to be like just this spiritual, like you're going on a journey to like the ends of the universe kind of thing but like this with with um from mars a series you get that but in like a different more like 
No, this is not me dogging lateralis, but it's 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 a more like not refined, but um I mean, I guess I just don't know what to say. Like it's just Do you know do you understand what I mean? <laughs> well, it's a totally different genre. It's a different style. Like I know like the one of the guitars for and probably not all of them, but I know <clears throat> at least one of the guitars one of his influences is tool so like it has that element of a like of raw emotion in there but it's totally different styles of music um yeah but the one thing that you're saying is like at the beginning how this is just like a solid crushing album song through song all the way through that's one thing that some people don't like about this album is that like they think it's like too much or it kind of drags on in that same sort of style throughout the whole entire thing. But for me, I like it because I like the concept of the album and I like the songs on the album. So I like how it had a co- like a cohesive flow throughout the entirety of it. But that I don't even really agree with because um, like like the point the, the point of the people saying like it it's it's too much and stuff like that. I didn't I just, I thought there was plenty of levity you know like with tracks like Unicorn. And like the intro to Flying Whales, which Flying Whales, that that song is a yeah. fucking masterpiece. That's like that song is so good. But even when the, I heard, the yeah, singer for um, he was talking about why how he never got why that song got so popular because in his mind, like he thought that the intro was too long. Um, some of the riffs he thought were kind of repetitive, and like he just thought it was too long of a song, and that people weren't gonna like it. So he was shocked to see that that was like one of their cult classics, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that, um, that or Global Warming was, I think, was, was the best song. I loved, um, To Serious. That was a really good track. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff is, there's some of my favorite riffs to play. I know a lot of times, like, oh, I always love playing this riff, but like, I always play riffs off of this album. To Serious yeah. is just such a fucking badass riff. But the one thing that I like, it's like do you do you know the concept behind this album no i don't because i i prefer to like not really know and then have you explain it to me i just think it's better that way. <laughs> well so there's a lot of yeah. different interpretations but basically it's it's a metaphor i mean obviously like gojira has had a very like environmentally um or had a very like they're <laughs> They're not like environmental activists, but I guess they're close to it, I guess. But a lot of their... I knew their, that. Yeah. yeah, a lot of their music has that similar sort of theme. But it's not in like a preachy, pretentious kind of way. It's like they, they mix it with like a surreal, supernatural kind of... Um, not supernatural, but um, a fairy tale. Not Jesus Christ, not the right word either. More of folky, I would say. But, folky, yeah. Oh, that's a good push. But yeah, basically, it's, it's how it's like the the planet's being destroyed... And whales have come, it's been a while since I've talked about the concept of this, whales come from Mars somehow to Earth to, like, take people that have enlightened to take them and have them escape the dying world to go into a new planet, pretty much. And that's that's the theme of, like, flying whales, and that's, like, you hear that theme a lot in the song. Um, and that's why I want to go over some of the okay. lyrics, because a lot of the lyrics mix together. But... The thing that I love is that they describe a lot of like landscapes and those kind of feelings of being on a world that is just so far gone and that you're longing for something prettier. And that's what it looks like on their album covers and the imagery that they present with their music. And it just gives you like under this raw, brutal aggression, this just beautiful undertones, especially in the melodies and the imagery and in the lyrics. And so it gives you that sense of longing for another world. And they have that kind of theme where it's, 
beautiful imagery of places that are so far away but are so familiar so it's the metaphor of like not escaping our planet but trying to take care of what we have that's like a big underlying metaphor in a lot of their music but this one it gives distinctive um verses to that and that's why i love um like track by track so ocean planet was pretty much basically the the visions of like earth being destroyed or whatever world that you want to um use as a metaphor so it's basically just that going through the just the fear and the anger of in the tumultuous just you know crashing of waves and water you know destroying everything around you and then it's just like longing for the whales to come kind of thing but so ocean planet is kind of a weird track and they they kind of struggle with it playing live just for the timing of it but it's very interesting. I've never heard like another song that that like spaces it out the way that song does. Yeah, initially when I was listening to that song, I wasn't sure if I was gonna like it just because I mean the actual structure and like the pacing of it, it's it's really like weird. Yeah, it's a very weird and, song. That's why I like it. It was very interesting. I mean, yeah, it's a, right. It's an acquired taste. Um, ooh, from the sky. That song was badass. Yeah. I think that's actually, like, might be my favorite Gojira song. From the Sky? Yeah, like, probably for the gym. That's, like, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm saying. That's kind of the same thing where it's, like, in the lyrics. Um, it's hard to pick a point to start this, but there's a line that I really like in here. It's basically... Um, at the first sound, there was light, a storm of time and space just came and struck and created our time. In water life, we understand it just only begun, forced to look at the sky and wonder why we cannot face the fact that we're all scared now of the mysteries of life. So a lot of that is just basically, it's just, it has an ominous feeling, but also just like I said, sense of longing and beauty and just wonderment about. Yeah, like I never, yeah, exactly. Because like, even if a lot of this music is like aggressive and stuff like that. And like angry, like I never feel like it's um, like hopelessness, and that it's just you know like you're just drenched in like the fires of hell. It's, I just feel yeah, like I I get what you mean, like because a lot of the songs you do feel like the gravitas and like just the greater beauty there is in everything, you know. Yeah. And like just the cycle of like you know suffering, and from suffering, um, you know you you become happy, and and stuff like that. You can just kind of see that throughout the the yeah. album. And basically what you just said correlates with like one of the last patches of the songs. Like Lost, I found there a stone erected in line with one of the brightest stars of all the night sky vault. And I took my time, took off the moss, washed away the dust, and gave a new lease of life. It's mystical force, I grab it now, and praise this lord of earth and stone. Make passage for souls awakened so it returns to where it's always been. With the gods now coming, I feel the love, it comes from on high. So gods being like the whales like there or whatever you yourself, your metaphor for salvation is because I remember I always look at like massive landscapes and like you get that that sense of um, that sense of something more. Right. You get that sort of like weird emotion you can't really describe. And it's just like you, you always think about, you know, are there other places that are like this or like is there a, like when we die, is there a better place to go from beyond or like, is this fixable right now to just keep on locking more secrets here on earth? Or is it from somewhere that comes from the stars? So the, 
that kind of tug of war between those two mindsets is why this is one of my favorite themes for this whole entire album. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, and another thing, I love whales so much. Like, I must state that right now. Like, whales are my favorite animal. There is nothing more majestic, beautiful, and just cool as, as a whale. Like, I love whales. I love the I I love those, like, those, like, I mean, it's like, just those eerie, but at the same time, beautiful sounds they make when they're, like, communicating with each other. It's so, like, all those siren kind of sounds. It's so pretty. Yeah, and that's why I like that they put actual whale sounds in some of the tracks of the songs. Yeah, I love that. Like in the people, they thought it was creepy. It's like, really? No, I thought it like in Unicorn and in Flying Whales. I thought that was awesome, especially with the the background music. I just thought it enhanced it. Yeah, they definitely know how to raise a mood, especially like a for from the sky. Like you know, like when it goes back into like the clean little um, the triplet part on crack. So the and then it it goes like right back into the heavy verse. Yeah. oh that riff is great yeah so like i love how they yeah. create mood and like it's very like all it is is like four or five notes they're just speed picked in the right order you know it's it's not super it's it's kind of it's sort of similar to the the way the tool approaches writing music it's like simplicity in the notes creates more of the emotion but obviously they play a lot harder style than Tool does. Like it's it's not like super difficult in context to other death metal, especially technical death metal. But like you know, objectively, it's more difficult than Tool is to play. So it's like the, it's yeah. not like it's like simple music, but you know, it's it's just well crafted. It's not wanky, which is nice. Yeah, well crafted is such a good way to describe this, and especially um, a lot of this album did remind me of Lafon Sauvage, where I just felt that raw like aggression combined with the beauty and everything um even though i think um there's kind of slightly more hope in in this album whereas was love i think love sauvage is more like like dour and and sad you know i think so yeah it's a more melancholic kind of beauty this one has more uh, yeah i think it's more optimistic and it's like i said it's it's yes yes that like curiosity i think is a better word to describe it right and i think that's why whales were such a good choice as like the the flagship animal or just the flagship thing to represent the album it's just because whales have that sense of like mystique to them you know and like we're like where are they where are they like swimming to you know like how i don't know like can, can we like uncover this thing and there's this like big like cavern of like whales and like a whale society i don't know like uh, or deep in the ocean i don't know like it just they just they they just they feel like the gods of the ocean you know yeah this just that just <laughs> that sense yeah. of just abyssal authority um right like just it's just crushing. like it, i feel like whales are crushing like they just lump out of the water and just like crash right back down there's just such a heavy fucking force and that's why like it's just like a symbol of strength that's why backbone is probably like i've seen them live like two or three times and backbone is the song when they play i almost fucking lose my life people lose their fucking shit to that song it's a backbone Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> it's probably like the most. Ag- I would say that or heaviest matter in the universe is probably the most aggressive tracks on this album. I did like heaviest matter of the universe, but I liked where dragons dwell a little bit more just because it it gave me like really because uh, well yes because when you go from from the sky to unicorn that's a big drop in mood not saying of quality but just in in differentiation yeah, right it's an inter- it's so, an interlude pretty much right but then then you go to where dragons dwell and that one was not as heavy as from the sky so i thought that that was like a nice like you're going back up the hill you know yeah they, they placed it in a good position yes and that's why the order of the tracks really does matter you know well, that's especially for for like these kind of albums like that tell stories and stuff like that not yeah. directly but subtly they do and i just yeah i just think that's really important that's one of the songs that a lot of people thought that drug on kind of too long especially towards the end because it's the same riff over and over again and him like screaming in the background but like it's, it's meant to, riff, like, it's meant to trance <laughs> you out like it's meant to like make you space out and like just kind of feel it but um dude live he fucking like hit it's kind of sad because like the way he screams since he's getting older i feel like it's taking more of a toll on his voice but back right. when this album came out the live version of the song they cut out the music he's screaming by himself and he's making weird noises on the guitar before the band kicks in it's the most eerie shit but it sounds so fucking cool like his voice was powerful as fuck live. That was the one thing that was good about him compared to all the other bands. All the other bands, like, a lot of the screamers sounded kind of weak live, but, like, he was fucking powerful. And so, like, it actually created a really good atmosphere with the song. Because, like, this is a really hard song to pull off live and make it sound good. This is where dragons dwell? Yeah. Fucking. If oh, remember, yeah, okay. I'd love to listen to that. Yeah, the live version. Like, you know, like, where it cuts out and he starts screaming before, like, that same riff like outludes the entire song for a couple minutes yeah i think so yeah so that part when they do it live is fucking insane (laughs) nice it's one of my favorites but yeah i I like that song but that's the one that i think people thought was the weakest on the album that's why i thought i think it's cool that you like that more than the heaviest man of a universe because that's other that's another really popular song that was good i just don't like thinking back to it i don't really remember as much of that one Maybe it'll resonate with me more with more listens because, I mean, I'm keep listening to this, definitely. Um, I really also about Where Dragons Dwell was that that was one of the songs where, like, I really did notice the lyrics and I thought that they were really badass. Like, yeah. when he's just, like, has that really deep, like, demon voice and he's a deep voice is rising from the heart of the mountain. And, it, like, this the the beat that he sings it at, it's just, it feels so good and so perfect. Yeah. Yeah, his, yeah. I, dude, their, their lyrics are some of my favorites, I, especially on this. I think... Like, L'Enfant Sauvage had pretty good lyrics. They always have, like, a spiritual element. And then um, The Way of All Flesh was more of an esoteric, um, like, self-help spiritual kind of guys. And this one was more just, like, fantasy. And then uh, L'Enfant Sauvage had more of a continuation on that, like, sp- like self-spiritual theme. But, like, they kind of, they made it a little bit more less, like... I don't know the word, but they, they made it like a little bit more simpler, I, I should say. But I'm not really a fan of the, the newer lyrics. Like the lyrics on Magma and the lyrics on Fortitude, for the most part, are not, I don't think, on par as their older stuff. I don't remember anything from Fortitude. It's, the Amazonia was kind of a cool one, but it was it was a pretty simple message. Born for One Thing was just, a, you know, about your fear of dying. 
Uh, I don't remember what Sphinx was. I, I assume it's just the ancient Egyptians and pyramids and shit. But, yeah, it wasn't really... They didn't really go too deep into any kind of contextual stuff. But, yeah, I like pretty much all the lyrics. On The Heaviest Man of the Universe, basically, like, flying through a black hole. So, um, yeah. yeah. Anytime you get that kind of stuff in there, I'm I'm in. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, some of my favorites from, like, when he starts doing the clean vocals on that song. So it's enter in this realm of nothingness as I feel the cold. My eyes are shut. My fear is slowly dying. Light years yeah. from here are my thoughts in cages. I can hear their moan, but now a long deep breath is calling. So, shit's true. Man. And then, obviously, the, the lyrics on Flying Whales are about how the, the world is underwater, and then the whales are rescuing people to take them off Earth. Wait, give me one second. Hold on. For those right, of you listening. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, sorry. I was. I had something important. Sorry. Um, no, yeah, I, I was listening to like all the stuff you were saying about the lyrics. How trippy it is. <laughs> um, yeah, because I am just really into. Um, I've mentioned this multiple times. I'm just really into stuff that just feels like you're going to the ends of the the universe and like you're just stretching your mind of like possibilities of like what you can think of and like going into different realms of understanding and reality i'm I'm really into that kind of stuff yeah and that's yeah. kind of what they make you think of and i don't know like I, I don't feel like not that many people like i feel like anytime a band tries to like do lyrics in this style it's very very difficult not to make it sound like they're just using it just because they want to make it fit the theme and the, you can always tell they don't have like a understanding of it they just use it because it sounds cool in a song so, like, to actually, like, use the metaphors as a personal reflection of how you view life and how you view the beauty in life and also the sadness and anger and the fear, right. I think is always cool. It's meant to be as a reflection. It's not meant to be preachy, I think, is the biggest difference. Oh, yeah, because I'm, I'm sure our my views of religion and politics are probably completely different than Gojira's view of religion and politics, but I don't really feel that in the music, you know, all the only, the only reason I know that they're environmentalist and vegan is because someone told me, I don't get that from their music at all. Like, you know, there's, there's nothing in the lyrics that like, that like, like bothers me. Cause they do a good job of, um, you know, like, like you said, layering their music and, and making it act actually like substantive, you know, yeah, and not, and not preachy. You know, because preachy, like, it, it doesn't matter what you're saying. That's why I don't really like, I generally don't like Christian movies that are that are just designed for the message. And it's like, yes, they do have the benefit of the message being good, but that doesn't excuse the fact that they're poorly made, you know? Yeah, there's always a crutch, and you don't, that's what you want to avoid. It doesn't matter what, you like, anything you believe in or anything that you're a fan of, if your art does not reflect that and only just reflects a message that somebody can agree with, it's not going to be good. Right. But also, um, the subtlety, like I know we say that a lot on here, but like, I think this is a very subtle album because a lot of people, especially when they are not a fan of this style of music, they'll just listen to it. And all they hear is like screaming and loudness. Like they won't get any sort of emotion out of it. But then again, they're also one of these bands where a lot of people that generally aren't in this kind of music, they can get into them, which is very interesting. Yeah, I mean, because, uh, well, it took me a little time to like Gojira, because initially I was like, 
uh, they're just some like metal band that's they're they're too heavy for me. I don't know. But then I actually like gave them more time. I was like, whoa, there actually is a lot more to this than I thought there was. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. The dynamic is a little bit more subtle on this album. But like, if you actually like play instruments and you have a general understanding of um theory and like sound production you actually like listen to what they're doing it's pretty fucking incredible especially yeah. like this album came out in like 2006 i know that's insane because this thing feels timeless it is time like you would never know what like you i mean it could come out today it could have came out in the 90s could have came out in the early, like you have no idea what era this came out of okay yeah i i, I must specify i think from the 90s and on it's timeless <laughs> not like this could have came out like any year like no but yeah I, I think you kind of assume that right yeah, no, i mean obviously this didn't come out in the 70s or 80s like i know that but no <laughs> anything absolutely the 90s, not. you could never tell um, right yeah exactly is this their first album no this is their third okay yeah Terry, what did they make before this uh the link and the link was so terra incognita was this was just like a a straight up fucking crushing brutal death metal album and it had some elements of weirdness to it in the songs but like they they definitely had their own original sound but like there wasn't really too much of depth to it like it was just brutal fucking you know metal and then their second album they started to get more like tribal and they had a little more spiritual themes actually some of my favorite lyrics on the song remembrance about like just you know growth and reflection um and they had more weird stuff but it was kind of more of a straight death metal but you could tell they were going in a different direction and then this album was like we're gonna still keep the the brutal elements but we're totally gonna add a <laughs> a new dynamic and depth to our music so it kind of was like a they for them that i thought they kept progressing until magma and when i listened to magma i was like i like this difference of style because like I said, his voice can't take this kind of <laughs> aggression anymore, so he's going to do more clean singing and change up the little bit softer elements. And then to what we have with Fortitude, and I think Fortitude is kind of a combination of all the stuff that they've done. I don't. I go back and forth whether I like this one or Magma more, I, but compared to their older albums, like they just can't compare. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Magma, I mean, so that was the first Gojira album I ever listened to. Um, obviously, like, I, I think the first five songs are great, and then after that, I think it just peters out. Yeah. But even, even though, like, the first five songs, like, they just don't have the same sophistication and enough there to, like, keep me interested yeah. in what's, in what's, I mean, obviously, they, they are interesting, they're, they're good, well-made songs, but they're just not as well-made and intricately, you know, designed as the other, as, like, the earlier albums, like you showed me, like, when I listen to La Fon Sauvage, same situation, like, it, it took a little time, but then, well, okay, no, sorry, it's not exactly the same, because with L'Enfant Sauvage, it took, like, a little time, but then I was like, oh, wait, no, this is awesome, because at first, like, I was like, oh, this is too brutal, but then, you know, over time, like, I just, I listened to it, like, a, a more, and then I was like, this is, this is great, and then this one, it was really only the first song, but then after that, I was like, oh, <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah, sorry, what were you asking? Our brains just fucking just... <laughs> it's just there's some mental block that's stopping us from enjoying something. Then once it's passed, like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. It's just... It's really fascinating yeah, to me. I know, but it also is a testament to how, like, what you think is... Like, what you really truly feel is great and has lasting value 
really takes time and it's not just going to be that thing that like is just instant you know sometimes it is but that's really not that much of the case i don't think so no and it, it just takes time but like i guess it's harder these days because i mean i'm I include myself too, even though I'm actively trying to work against it is <laughs> attention spans being shorter, you know, wanting more instant things. And I feel like yeah. you don't want to put the work in like, like, like some people just want to enjoy music. Like they don't want to put active work in to listen to music. Like that's insane to some people. Like if they don't like it, they don't like it. Well, I mean, that's, that's, I think that's fair because like everyone has something that they're really into and they're really into how it's made like what things you use to make it, the history of the thing, you know, but then other people have certain things where it's like, they just have like pretty generic tastes in it. And they're like, yeah, it's just not really my thing that I put as much effort into. Like for me, it's, it's really food. Like I have a pretty generic taste in food. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I cook myself my own stuff, but I mean, it's, it's nothing special. It's just like ground Turkey, olive oil and like Worcestershire sauce. I mean, it's pretty boring. Like, and it's just that and like Ezekiel bread and hummus, like hummus. And that's, that's really it. I mean, most of the time, like when I go out, I'm not really very picky to what I eat, you know, but also at the same time, because I'm not really picky of what I eat when I have the option of like what I can, what I like, what do you want to eat? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Like I want you to pick it. (laughs) I feel like music is, is an easier like (laughs) medium to deal with though than food. (laughs) Okay. Making food and I'll making give you music good is difficult, but digesting food and digesting music is easy. Um, but I don't know. Not all food. <laughs> well, it's true. That, that's the thing. I feel like food is harder to deal with digesting wise than music is because, like, you can sit there and listen to an album or a song that you hate, but if you eat a food that you hate or you don't like or makes you sick, it's a big fucking problem. It ruins your goddamn. Oh yeah. Thing. But anyway, but I mean, I guess my whole point was just like. I, I like putting in active work to make music or to research about gear or to listen to music and just understand contextually. And it, I feel like it just opens your mind more when you do that. And it, it doesn't make it as difficult to listen to new styles of music. So like I can listen to something I kind of don't like and then I, but I still enjoy it and then being able to appreciate it. And then also like eventually liking it just for the sake of it being good music, as opposed to any sort of psychological block or some sort of dogmatic, trigger that's preventing me from doing something um, i still have certain and i'm not saying this is a bad thing because well anyway i still have some certain dogmatic blockers against certain kinds of music where i'm like i just i can't like this is just not good like i've never heard like a song that i like <laughs> yeah. you know um not necessarily an entire genre but just like a vast majority of it i'm like this is just I just, this is just not good. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel that way like in you, country. Like, there's a couple, like, it's like I, if I really tried my best, I probably could find, like, 10 artists that are a little bit smaller that I really love, but I don't want to put the work in to find country music that I like because as an overall <laughs> thing, I just don't like the genre. So, yeah, you don't... Same. Not saying you have to go fucking hardcore out of your way, but I just think it's interesting how it just takes a little bit of active brain work to just change your mind about something music related which is really interesting but right. yeah um going to the next track in the wilderness this is also another one of my i love this fucking song to death especially it's just so fun to play and it's just a lot of the what like the fucking guitar tones on this album are just so 
fucking crushing. Like they're just they just feel like this heavy, thick sludge, but you can still make out the articulation of the notes. It's really crazy. I hate just to disappoint you, but that was not one of my favorite tracks. I like it more for the tone, is what I'm saying. Like the yeah, actual guitar tones on it, but the 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 outro to the song I really like, where they're doing like the octave chord strumming, the little melody at the end. I thought it was thought it was very long. See, that was the song that drug it out for you. So you liked where dragons dwell, but where dwell, but this was the song that drug it out. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I just felt like, like I was just like, can I, can I just move on to the new song? And I look up and it's like three minutes left. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it was longer than the other tracks, or it just felt longer because I just wasn't enjoying myself as much. I think I it's know. like a, I mean, it is a long song. It's like a six or seven minute long song. But I like the tone mm. and I like some of the riffs on it. Um, World to come. What do you think of that one? Mm. Wait, I'm actually trying to remember which one that was. It was the slower one. Let me let me hear this. Hold on. Oh yeah, like was Yeah, I like that that tone. That was really nice. That was that was different than the rest of the. Yeah. So that that was very that was kind of the most like mellow thinking kind of track yeah yeah this is one this is another one of like their take on like a drone kind of thing but not like in the event of holding out chords just like having the same like heavy emotion go throughout the entire song but like this one has some of the the best lyrics in my opinion to describe like mm. longing for better places in the galaxy or just you know yeah. looking at like objects on you you looking at like a a tree or a mountain range or some sort of scenery that's so beautiful and you question that like something about it seems otherworldly so it's like is there another design that's close to this on some other planet or is this is there some you know ancient context that used to be really important here that i'm missing so the lyrics on this one are some of my favorites on the album i like it a lot yeah i love him talking about the um, the world he saw in like a dream yeah that's great. That really does speak to me. Yeah. 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 So the, one of the lines: "This is the earth, but ages after. I know the world will overcome its pain. The simple fact that I dream about it already makes it happen in the rain." Oh, yeah. That is <laughs> these preach, dude. <laughs> it's really funny because, like, when you sit and read out lyrics out of context, they sound like lamer than they should in the actual song. But um, still, I think that they're. Yeah, but I mean that's a testament to how like the actual way you, like you know the note selection and the actual music that's accompanying the lyrics is is important. Yeah, because like he's not singing it; he's like screaming it or singing it with like such a heavy power to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. From Mars is another one that's really unique, and I like songs that do this. I like a really, especially like I love the they they do really creative tapping licks in their music. So creating a melody with tapping that's actually catchy is kind of difficult because a lot of prog guys will just they'll do some intricate tapping riffs with chords or they'll do a really simple like Eddie Van Halen eruption style of tapping. So it's like you either get very simple or just over complex. And even though like some of them are really cool melodies, it's difficult to make like a anthemy, very catchy kind of tapping riff. So I love the I love playing the the, the actual riff on this one and then the lyrics as well. Um, 
being self-reflective. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought the song was interesting. Yeah. Um, not not necessarily the one I'm gonna dial up over the other ones, but it was it was interesting. <laughs> you know, it's a fun one. Like if you try to like sing and play at the same time, like it it's just it's one of those ones like you just love it more over time. It just that's the one that like really grows on you because it's it's like a it's it's like a two and something minute song. So like it's meant to be as a break from the rest of the album, kind of like another interlude. But it still was a short song. But I just it's really fun and interesting the way that they did it. But yeah, to serious was one that is <laughs> it's another just fucking brutal song and it's also really fun to play especially the intro riff yeah like yeah they, that you've felt that <laughs> the riffs on this album like they it's hard like obviously we use a ton of adjectives to describe this whole entire album for about you know 30 minutes now but it's just this the way that they write their shit is just i don't it's a mixture of like the tone of it and also just the way that they write it it's and I know that's very vague, but <laughs> I can't really describe it other than like they just they have this primal fucking like aggression that it just makes you want to. It's a very fast moving, especially with the drums, because like the drums also really make a big difference. So the the drummer is fucking insane with the way that he does his patterns and obviously like his double bass is fast throughout most of the album. So it's just oh yeah, the drummer's I think is excellent. I mean that just I, I you don't even need to say that <laughs> he's so it's, good. It's hard to it's hard to say anything else, but he does play good drums. Like it's it's crazy the shit that he can do on this, and also, especially lie. Like I always have such a profound respect for death metal drummers. I can just blast notes for two hours straight. It's fucking insane how they just don't get tired. I mean yeah, it's a it's a valuable skill. <laughs> yeah, so that was a good one, and then yeah, global warming is the perfect yeah, that, intro. Yeah, talk about go out with a bang. Yeah. That is that is like one of the best endings to an album ever. Yeah. <laughs> and again, like it's a very catchy tapping riff. Oh, yeah, cuz I I recall I, I think um I think I recalled you playing that one time at the guitar store. Yeah, I was trying to learn it and like sing at the same time, but there's just no fucking I don't have the time in the world to practice to do that. I mean, I could sing it. If we want to cover this one, I'd, I'd be down. Like, it's such a fucking great song. Like, yeah, we could uh, do that. Like, especially, um, like, the, the mixture between the clinging, the, the singing and screaming, I think, is perfect on this one. Because a lot of times, like, people are like, oh, scream in the verse, sing in the chorus. That's such a played out kind of trope in harder styles of music. But the fact that it, it's not set up in, I mean, it is kind of set up in that way. But it, it doesn't feel like it's going back and forth into like verse chorus verse chorus like it feels like it's a natural continuation of switching the style like yeah, the, the yeah. parts that i mean you're supposed I, to sing you're supposed to sing the parts you're supposed to scream you're supposed to scream okay i never really thought about that way but yeah i guess <laughs> what i'm saying is like it's difficult to i mean this is just for me because i've listened to this genre for a while so it's like 90 percent of bands follow that formula you know scream in the verse sing in the chorus and it's pretty predictable the way they do it i see Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I just really liked how um, this album, and they did this a lot with L'Enfant Sauvage too, especially this album. I just love the mix of of themes and, like, emotions and, like, um, how do you say? Well, I guess I, that's, I already kind of said it. It's it's really just that mix of like aggression 
and longing for something, but hope and like, you know, desire just, that's why, um, I mean, cause that's why, why people can tell, like, there's a similar pattern in like the things that I like. I love things that juggle so many different ideas and then just, it's all with one through line, you know, Yeah. that like, is like, it puts it all in order. It's so nice. It's just, I love, like, I'm very, I'm really into design, you know? Yeah. And how how things can be, you know, like how you can have something that is technically jam packed of of music and ideas and things that like seemingly like it just it wouldn't make sense together. But it just with like just that touch, you know, like just that special sauce, you know, (laughs) it just it works. Yeah, making the contrast work is always impressive to me with anybody. And that's that's the one thing about this genre is that like there's a lot of like cynical and pessimism just as a general aura and i think what i like about this is that it takes all of that pessim i mean <laughs> not to sound fucking <laughs> contrived but, or not contrived but, uh, well i mean you said it. <laughs> it 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 was stated i i don't know really know what other way you could say it <laughs> i just i like the i like the mixture of the optimism in there because like i my i mean i'm fucking that's what draws me to this genre is like i like you know getting my cynical pessimistic views backed up and just giving a space to repress or to just release that <laughs> sort of negativity. You're not, you, you don't want to be repressed, sir. No, but I like, <laughs> you how, do not want to be, <laughs> I like how these guys use a lot of optimism because like they, they take a, a th- <laughs> they take a theme that's complex. They take music that's like edgy and not edgy. That's the wrong word. Like just aggressive and just crushing, but they don't have like corny, like edgy lyrics, which is what I love about them. Like there's a lot of other bands that fill that gap and do that fucking trope over and over again. I like that. They're the ones, I mean, obviously there's more bands doing that now, but back in that day, it's not like super long ago, but obviously like other death metal bands of that day were not doing lyrics like that. I think the other, there's another band called cynic and they had more like spiritual themes to them kind of too but theirs were more cryptic they weren't as straightforward as gojira's were yeah um man i mean well this was like i was f- like two or three years old when this came out yeah it's fucking wild that's crazy that is crazy but i think the 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 ending lyrics before he just says um well we, we will see our children growing where he just does that like brutal like low scream like I had this dream of our planet surviving, the guiding stars always growing, and all the worlds, the fates, all the countries—they're all rebuilding at the same time. I never fell and always believed in we could evolve and get older. Open your eyes and let all this flow. Now see a new hope is growing inside, and then we will see our children growing over and over again until the song ends. I just thought it was just such a beautiful ending. Yeah, I mean, all with like the such good music. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is. It's I mean, just, yeah, there's, there's nothing else albums. to say. <laughs> it's my favorite albums of all time. Oh, yeah, this shit gets a nine. It's probably going to be a 10 at some point. It just, I don't know how I. I just felt some of the tracks I was like, you know, like in the wilderness or, um. I don't know. Actually, like Backbone, I was not really that big on either. Really? A lot of people like that one. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't my favorite on the album. Like, the one that really hit me was from the sky like when i heard that i was like okay i really like this album i love when music reflects like the title because the after the the first tremolo riff where it goes like the it does like the pommy then like the little pick scrape that they do like it actually sounds like shit's like falling from the sky yeah 
Yeah, like musical um, onomatopoeia. Yeah, they, onomatopoeia is a good adjective to describe Gojira. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess you could. They take the time, and if I'm not mistaken, I, I could be wrong about this. I know this is one of those albums that, like the like, people don't understand that, like, the way you record is very 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 important not just and you can it's like the method acting it's like you could go really pretentious with it but i'm not obviously like the way you physically record makes a difference because of the sound like but that's you can artistically take that in so many directions but obviously if you just cop out and do the digital thing and compress all the shit and just raise the vocals and have no interesting sounds then that's not really a production that's just making a fucking you know carbon copied song but i think they like rented a cabin somewhere in the like forest or woods or some shit and they brought all this like gear into this like one room and they I don't know if they wrote the songs here or if they like had concrete ideas and they jammed them out just naturally as a group together so they didn't like sit at a computer and fucking like you know cut paste or just write individual riffs until they made a song I think this is one of those just let's see if we can you know create something in this space and isolate it and see what we can do I think that's how they did it that's cool. Yeah, because I mean, like, like you said, I I hate when artists like rely on like the how we made it to sell that it's good. Yeah, you know. I just um, like this one is just I don't adds to it. Right, exactly. It's it it can only be a thing to like enhance. It can never be like the selling point. Like I really do, I really do love the Revenant, but a lot of the like the movie, but a lot of the selling point was the. Oh, we shot it in the cold. It was hard as hell to make. Please, like, enjoy this movie. <laughs> yeah, if they saw it as, like, a buzzword, no. But I just more mean, like, you you have to think about, like, all, like, the best albums that you really love. Like, how do they, like, what what was their process of making it? I think that's more of the point for why people do, like, behind the scenes of making albums. Because, like, there's a lot of different ways to do it. And you can kind of tell the all the albums that you love, if they have a similar theme of, like, a production you know, when you start writing your own music just to kind of get into that same headspace and you might, because some people work better organically and some people like work better playing it out because a lot of modern bands do the cut and paste or they'll just like write individual refs into Pro Tools and then they'll just add more stuff until they have a cohesive song and some people work better that way and some people just work better off the cuff. So that's why I find them interesting. I always love to know how people make their albums. Yeah, I don't think it's a selling point just because you can do it fucking it's you know there's infinite amount of ways that you can make an album or a song so i just like to see what the process is yeah because like when you see behind the scenes of like movies and music and 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 the sort you can really appreciate like how much goes into making it you know because a lot of the times like at face value like we don't really realize what it takes to make these things yeah it takes shit tons of effort and work and that's the one thing that's kind of annoying with artists that they like they'll talk to the general public about it like like oh, all my blood sweat and tears went into this you know my fucking all the hardships I was going through at the time went into this it's like no shit everybody does that <laughs> yeah right but that doesn't mean it's good I mean you could yeah. break your ass to like make something it doesn't mean it's necessarily gonna come out good because yeah. like I mean I, yeah, because like a lot, of, a lot of it could just be burnout, and you're like, ah, oh, let's keep working, you keep working, and then you just end up like fucking half-assing everything, you know? Yeah. The only thing I think I agree with is, you know, a lot of the bands that I've listened interviews um, about is 
isolation seems i mean first off just general emotion like if you can capture raw visceral emotion on anything no matter how you do it is going to be number one as opposed to just forcing yourself to create something for the sake of creating something or just sometimes writing shit in the studio is not a good idea sometimes you have to have a pre-planned um structure I'm not saying you have to write everything verbatim because obviously shit changes when you get into the studio and your ideas will go and you add new sounds and you cut things out or add new things but you have to have some sort of idea of what you want going in but I think the isolation is probably the best like every band that I listen to this is like how do they make their greatest album like they locked themselves in a fucking room together and just didn't come out until they made something that was the best um so I think that there's a similar theme in that isolation together and you don't have anything distracting you. Cause I remember I've, I haven't recorded too many times in like an actual studio. Most of it has been like at home and I, I've hated doing that every single time because like you're, you're worried about time. You're worried about the money cause it's more expensive. You worry about, we have to get this and this done. So being able to just create your own space and get a good sound is your, the music is just going to be better. It, it just is. Yeah, I mean it's the it's the trifecta of art making. Yeah, fast, good, and cheap. Exactly. You can't have something fast and cheap that's good. You can't have something cheap and good that's fast, and you can't have anything you know f- fast and good that's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> just it just can't it just, you can't like it just doesn't work. Only only God is fast, good, and cheap. <laughs> He's the McDonald's of deities. <laughs> well it's actually good though not like it's not like just acceptable you know <laughs> that'd be a really funny fucking prayer someone's like god you're acceptable <laughs> thank you you're you're the equivalent of mcdonald's <laughs> which he's not but you know like bro what the fuck <laughs> man but, but yeah, yeah but this is this is a good as shit album i'm glad i you you get you told me to give this a second chance it's one of those albums where like you you listen to it the first time and it's just like the curiosity kind of peaks you um it, it doesn't take multiple multiple listens so that's the cool thing like people are like, oh, I'll just give it two or three listens like you don't really need three listens like on the second listen you're, you're pretty much if you if you're not gonna like it you're not gonna like it but if you're on the fence the second is gonna yeah. the second listen's gonna do it oh definitely 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 yeah um yeah, yeah, that's just well said. Um, yeah, so that was From Mars to Sirius by Gojira. 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 That's probably... I mean, I, I'm going to go back and listen to L'Enfant Sauvage, and I'll think about which one I think is better. Honestly, probably this one, but like L'Enfant Sauvage is great. I go back and forth. I depends on how I'm feeling, but I love the... Um... I think it's because like, this is the album that I listened to first. And then I think Love on Sauvage was the second album that I listened to. Mm-hmm. And then for The Way of All Flesh and then Lincoln and their first album. So I listened to like their best three albums in a row. So it, it, sometimes it's hard for me to go back and forth because some of my favorite riffs are not on these two albums. Um, mm. But again, yeah, yeah, From the Sky is just such a fun fucking riff to play. I bet such a fun fucking song to have on when you're working out. Yeah, it's a total fucking gym song for real. Oh yeah, this whole album is pretty gym. 
and that's that's the cool thing too about their lyrics is that like you don't even have to fucking listen to them like you can just go to the gym and not even listen to the lyrics at all and just be fucking just pumped from the music itself so that's that's the one thing i like about them is like you don't have to listen to the pretensions if you don't want to but yeah i mean exactly um but even so like, even if i um like i like i said like even if the 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 messages or whatever about like environmentalism aren't even that strong and apparent because i didn't really feel that even if like that bothers some people like you can just listen to the actual music you know because it's like a lot of it like you said he's screaming and like the the words aren't necessarily legible i feel like for i mean yeah i mean to to most people that are not used to it you'd have there's like you might be able to get like some words out but like compared to other screamers like he's pretty legible like you can clearly hear the words as opposed to like, well, I think so, but a lot of people who necessarily aren't used to that wouldn't yeah, but that's, really think but that's that. what I'm saying. So it's like I feel and also mm. I, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but like he does a lot of like clean singing takes underneath of the screaming in the studio. So like you can hear a lot more of the definition between them. So that, that's kind of a trick that he uses too. Live, he okay. kind of mixes the two voices together. He does like a yell scream thing. So you, so you can hear more of the words live so it's not just like a low gurgled mess but yeah on a lot of this especially like that's why they have such a powerful vocal dynamic because like he holds out a lot of notes aggressively and then also cleans things them underneath but it's mixed together so well so like you can't really hear the separation you like i can kind of hear it more, like i've listened to them for years so like i can hear it more as the years go by but like when i first listened it was like one blended wall of sound that i could hear the fucking lyrics distinctively yeah nice <laughs> but uh, um what um what album would you want to do next if you want to do another one from them or just in general from them um i think the next i mean the next one is going to be the way of all flesh because that one is more that one doesn't have that many beautiful elements like lam von sauvage and this album does this one is just more visceral and it's more pessimistic but it also has more again like they have more optimistic lyrics but it has a lot more like dark it has a darker undertone to it than these two do for sure yeah, it's toxic garbage islands, <laughs> the the art of dying. Yeah, adoration for none. Yeah, esoteric search. Oh, I forgot the art of dying. Okay, yeah, this is definitely the next album. Yeah, this. I'm, okay. Of the top three, I think it's from way or from Mars is serious, then um, L'Enfant Sauvage, and then the Way of All Flesh. To me, that's the order of their. From to me, that's their best albums. You said love. L'Enfant Sauvage, The Way of All... Okay. And then oh, the, the third. third and then From Our Series first. Yeah, yeah okay. That's I can my see top that. three. Um, yeah, but for the next one, I wanted to do something different. Oh, no. Are you up for another movie? Yeah, of course. I like watching movies. Yeah, man. So, you're going to watch with me Amores Perros. Oh, that's right. This one you were talking about. The one in Mexico City. Yeah. Yeah, the movie about the car crash in Mexico City and the underground dogfighting. It's really fucking cool. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I mean, we just got to figure out when. but Because th this weekend, I'm busy. But um, maybe sometime... We also Let me have see. to watch it together. I could also watch it on my own, too. Yeah, that that's true, I guess. 
I don't know. I just I just thought there was value in like watching City of God in the same room. No, I enjoy. Like it. if it's a scheduling thing, we can do it independently. But yeah, fuck, we'll figure it out. But um, yeah, because yeah. like I I I just like being with that person, seeing their reaction to shit. You know what? You know what we should do? Because um, we, we've done like music and movies. We should um we should do like paintings or pictures next. Just like take a fucking like picture and just like rip it to shreds or just like talk about all the shit about it. I've never like critiqued an art piece before. Like a painting. Yeah, I wouldn't be good at that at all. Um, (laughs) I like the colors. I like how there's movement in the background. Well, I know know to myself why I do or do not like it, but I can't really necessarily put that into words. That's why it's a good brain exercise. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Critique and like explaining why you like something is a very, very well yeah i actually i wanted to ask you this at some point if you knew because like i mean i know i could just look this up on the internet but i prefer to just talk to people to see if they know um yeah i mean i could do that (laughs) but what is like the science behind what makes something cool do you know anything about that not well i mean short answer no i don't know shit but I mean, okay. there's like science behind why people think something is cute, and I guess like why people—I don't know. Like it just depends on what you're. Talking I, about. I, like, I know. That's the, I know that's that. Of a description, like like what? Right, because like I know there is science about like what makes something cute or what makes something look ugly. You know, like 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 eyes. You know, you want like if you want something cute, I know you gotta have like big, like super full looking eyes with like huge pupils. You know. Yeah. Whereas, like, small beady eyes look very demeaning and, like, sneaky and just evil, you know? You mean cool in the sense uh, of, like, you you think something's, like, badass or, like, you admire something or have gratification? Yeah, yeah all, all three of those, you could say. I, I have to say, like, it's more of a, I don't know, like, aesthetically, I guess, it's just a personal style that you like. Everybody has a different sense of what they think is cool, so I don't know what the, the specific science would be behind it, but, like... I guess, like, in terms of, like, thinking, like, you, like, there's a difference between somebody actually liking something and feeling inspired. Like, that's two different types of emotions, even though they're on the same mm. sort of spectrum. But I feel like if you think something is really cool or badass or it inspires you, it has to have a level of, like, um, it has to be, like, authentic and genuine. I feel like it, it can't be forced. It can't be pretentious. It can't be contrived. It can't be played out. Um mm. I feel like it, so that's it's a sense it, of relation. So it's like if you feel like you're any of those things, you're not gonna you're gonna see that in other media or people and just be disgusted. But if you're if you see something that you want to be like, or something that is a reflection of the stuff that you already are, then mm-hmm. I feel uh, like okay. there's something solid in that. But I I don't know like if you were to ask me like what's the fucking chemical for it or what's the specifics of what makes things go, cool, I have no idea. Well, no, uh, your answer kind of satisfied me. So, like, you essentially said it's it's basically, like, who you are as a person really affects, like, what you're going to... Yeah, it's all a reflection. ...think is... Like, ah, me, I, like, like, like the like the Tool song. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> we're, not, <laughs> we're not doing this every right. fucking podcast. Um, oh, we will. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, like, like, well, I mean, for example, uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to bring up like that on music, I think stuff is cool. Like this album that we talked to about for an hour, like I, like I said, there's a genuine emotion to it and that stuff is cool to me. I, that's a representation of what I would like to do. I feel like it's difficult and I, I don't 
hit that mark very often. So that's why I have a real genuine appreciation and I really get excited talking about it because it's, it's stuff that I can see in my life, but it's sometimes difficult for me to express, you know, in my words or in my music. So to me, that stuff is cool. But like, if I'm looking like at a guy that I think looks cool, I guess just, uh, I don't, I can't describe it. Like I, it just depends on the person. Like you could take two different people that, where like let's say like they're wearing like a leather jacket and boots and jeans like one guy is gonna look really cool and one guy's gonna look like a fucking jackass right yeah so it's just you know yourself i guess exactly well yeah who you are as a person and actually like your physical like you know facial features and like your you know your your body really do it have you know importance because like People at the end of the day, like, you know, they respect looks, not necessarily like you're, if you're a good person or not, which is sad, but that's just how it is, you yeah, know? It's it's life. It really is. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. Because it's like... It is a spectrum, but it's, it's, I mean, everybody finds different shit attractive. So, like, you can get one person that 99% of people could find attractive, and there's a couple that just genuinely don't. So, obviously, there is a range. But yeah, I mean, the people that you find attractive, you're going to admire more than the people than you don't. It's just, that's just, I feel like there's no amount of science that you need to listen to for that one. But I think like if you are somebody that is authentic and you command a certain level of respect and you're very good at things, then to me, I think you're just cool. I think that's my definition. I I like people that can do shit and they're very good at doing things. Even if they're like, the only thing different is that if they're annoying about it, then it's just kind of a turnoff. But, you know, other than that, like if they're actually like good at what they do and they're, they're adamant to teach it or share it, that to me is. Really yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like I really like people who, um, you know, have something to them. You know, like I like people that you like, you like you. Yeah. Like exactly. Like they know how to do things like they've been through experiences, you know, and they, like, you know, they understand more about life and aren't just complaining about how they're not getting paid enough at McDonald's, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, constant bitching. That's not fun. Oh, I hate And I do that. Like, I there's times where I think it's fun. We're all like, guilty. We are yeah, all guilty of, of, of constant so bitching. I don't notice it sometimes because I, I feel like there's a lot more. I feel like I'm more optimistic in my pessimism. Like, I always <laughs> like, oh, this fucking sucks. However, here's the silver lining. I feel like I'm, this, I'm the silver lining guy, even though I have a lot of negative emotions and i talk about a lot of negative shit i always feel like there is some sort of light somewhere but yeah there's times where it's just like like especially when you're with your friends like like you hate it when you're like when women do it or like with your mom or your girlfriend they just all they do is bitch about work or or people that annoy them and you just sit there like oh fucking have to listen to this for hours i hate it i hate that shit so much and then like you'll yeah. be with your friends and then you'll all both complain about something like political or your day or work or some shit. And then you just sit there like, why are we been sitting here bitching for 20 minutes? Like this is stupid. Yeah, I know it's yeah. You're, you just sit there like, what was this? Like, what were we doing? Yeah, like, why it. didn't, why didn't we like do something better than this? You know? Yeah. I hate like it the, when people, yeah. I hate it when I do it and I hate it when I don't catch myself. Like, ugh, it makes me, I hate it so much. Oh, I, I hate I when I like whining that yeah but also like i can i hate when i catch myself in a conversation when like i'm not being who i am really like i'm not being true to myself yeah like like when i catch myself doing that i'm like oh no it's i gotta stop being worst yeah and i th- I think also that's that's kind of what makes you admire people that do
do that because like you you always your perception of yourself and your and your perception of how you think people perceive you is two different things and when you get reality checked it fucking sucks yeah man so i've like, had that multiple times <laughs> <laughs> we all have and you know you're supposed to do less of it and grow as you age but the people that just don't figure that out and they're in their 40s 50s even they're just walking around like fucking jackasses and complaining about everything and bitching and screaming and yelling at people it's just like fuck you're really lost and i have no respect for you entitled entitled people yeah Ooh, how will we manage (laughs) well i think that's why i think music like this is so important and not to get too fucking horn tootie but i just I don't know. I, I feel like I'm right about this. You know, I, there's 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 a couple things I that I think I'm right on that I could be like, okay, I was wrong about that. But I I don't feel like I'm pretty certain about this one. I feel like oh, I'm, I got some things like that too. But yeah, continue. I feel like you have to have some sort of outlet, creatively, that makes you a better person. Whether that that can be anything, martial arts, music, singing, dancing, painting crafting yeah whatever substance fuck, some sort of thing to make you just push yourself like give some drive give some ambition learn some hatred learn some love like fucking do something yeah i think like you really need something to do in your free time that's like recreative that's well, well sorry recreational yeah. um that's like not just like looking at your phone and playing video games I think think that's like the biggest reason why so many people are just boring and have like nothing to say. I just think it depends on how you do it. Like obviously, there's there's skills you can learn from video games, and you can learn any. Oh sure, but but just you have to draw the line somewhere. And I feel like what's that's why I'm reiterating my point even stronger. Like if you don't have an outlet like this, I feel like getting lost in your phone and video games is easy. Because like I play video games, I'm on my phone a lot but I don't feel like I'm a slave to that shit or like, I don't have to sit there all day doing that. Like I'm able to not be like, I can be a, I can not be on my phone all day and be fine. Like I was just at my, oh, yeah. I was just at my parents' house over the weekend and they don't have that good of cell service. And we'll go into West Virginia in the mountains and there's like no fucking service out there. And I can just enjoy the time that I'm having and not have to worry about what I'm missing or if people are saying shit or sometimes I like it. I don't like being fucking bothered all of the time and being readily available to everybody. It's not a natural Well, I always process. Yeah, I always like that. I mean, I'm I am one of the biggest things I'm actually glad that I learned and that I I'm able to do now is that, like I don't need to just be on my phone to pass the time like if I'm like waiting for an appointment or waiting for this, waiting for that sitting in the waiting room. Like I don't need to look at my phone. I can just sit down and just look around. I could just sit there and think, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you don't like have I don't to do need that all yeah. the time. Like like if I'm like if I'm waiting for something like or somebody sometimes like I'll just play chess on my phone like it's it's not damaging. Man, that, yeah. That's that's I mean? good. That's good. Sure. Sure. Stuff like that. So like, it just depends on what you're doing. But if you're sitting there scrolling through Instagram like your brain's getting fucked. Yeah. It's literally just softcore porn. So most dude. Yeah. Pretty much. Literally, I literally went on like Snapchat, like not that long ago, and then I just look at like the you know, like you know how there's like the stories for like your friends, and then below that is just like the the sto- like the random. I don't even know how that's generated. Yeah, dude. I'm just like, what? Like I was just like, 
how is this like a thing? Yeah. You and know, <laughs> I, I'm going to say right now, this is, this is pretty fucking, they set you up to fail because I swear to God, because every now and again, you know, like even, you know, like you'll, you'll find like, you'll scroll through and like, you'll find like one person that looks attractive and like, Oh shit, I'll click on it to give it a look. It's nothing. You know, you're just, you're not jacking up the people's pictures online. You're not fucking messaging people. You're, you're just looking right. I swear to God, I looked at like one fucking i don't even know what it was like i i couldn't i don't even remember if it was like a girl playing guitar or if it's just like some fucking girl standing doing nothing and posing i don't remember which one it was but i clicked on one and then like my feed was fucking filled with it oh man that happens like the algorithm everybody but then like so i was messing around with the algorithm so it's like the majority of stuff on my instagram is like is music related so it's like it's like people playing shit or like pedals or like people selling shit or like bands are going on tour like that's the majority of it and like very few like w- like random because like i used to, especially like being single like you just look at more like girls on the internet and shit so like you just scroll through and see people you find attractive on instagram and then like the more you look at it the more it pops up on your feed that's super fucking difficult to get rid of because I've gotten in arguments with my girlfriend's like, why the fuck are all these bitches on your feet? Like, I have no idea. I'm not sitting there doing this all day, I swear. And so like right. I keep I keep like removing the I keep removing the the pictures. Like you can you can play with this, like I don't want to see this type of content kind of thing. So like anytime like I dude, it's been took me hours one day. I just kept like deleting like any any like slight mm. hint of cleavage or like yoga pants shit like i just kept going like mm. like people playing guitar whatever like that that i can defend like like yeah I'm, yeah I'm, I'm watching this just to stare at somebody's tits while they're playing at something like you got me whatever but um but dude, a good it, look, bro. <laughs> it's so much harder to get <laughs> that shit off the algorithm than it is i swear to god you look at one and then boom it's like you look at it all day it's just like what the yeah fuck? Oh, yeah, no, that's why I solved the problem by just, like, not looking at it anymore because I'm, like, I don't get anything out of this. It sucks because, like, <laughs> it shouldn't be that way. There's there's people you're, like, oh, shit, she's really attractive. And then you just look at it. Then you move on with your day. You know, like. Oh, yeah, it's, exactly. It's I mean, fine. It's, like, everybody does that. Yeah. It's, like, you're, it's, like, in public. It's, like, you're not staring at someone's fucking ass in public. You're, like, oh, shit. And then you move on. You, you glance for a second just because we're, that's just how, what we do yeah. naturally. And then it's, like. But it's like everybody yeah, and exactly. fucking mother has an OnlyFans and is doing that sort of shit. So it's like anytime you like click on that content, it just like boom, it bombards you with it. And I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Like that's fine. Like I can I can handle that. Like I I'm not like I don't have the temptation to be like looking at like people online all day. Right. Right. So because you have shit to do. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Like make their money, do what you want. I don't care. I just think it's very interesting how the algorithm makes it more difficult to get rid of it than it is to view it. And that's the whole point because it's advertising, it's networking. They want you to be addicted to whatever the fuck that you're trying to watch and listen and consume. So it's just. But what's like really just shit is that that, that's literally everywhere. Like this shit's literally designed in a lab and like they do the same thing with food. Like they literally design food in a lab to like make it the most addictive it could possibly be. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's like with anything, it's just this, our sensational content is just addictive as possible, bright of colors, sweetest of sugars, like it's just how it goes. And I think it's a testament of strength. Like I, I feel like that stuff needs to be there. So like, you know what not to do and what to do because you need, you have to, oh, yeah, there's always, to get back to it. Right. There's always value, you know, with the choice, knowing that it's bad. 
Yeah. You know, like I said, I don't because it can be reversed. That. So I I feel like it's more dangerous for younger kids because like you get exposed to that kind of content when you're younger. It's harder to break if you have a very addictive mindset or personality or genes or whatever the fuck. But past that, if you're an adult, you should be able to like you know have some sort of self-control or at least practice some sort of discipline to where it's not consuming your fucking life yeah like i said everything in moderation i feel like drinking in moderation porn i think is a little bit more difficult to manage in moderation but you can still do it if you you know train yourself i feel like it's we do we disagree on that i don't think there's any there's absolutely nothing good from porn there's absolutely nothing not objectively, but it's just what you take away from it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like you can have the discipline to just pretty much make out whatever you want to. I don't. Yeah, think but I mean, can... just at at the end of the day, I mean, just porn is so harmful for like society and like community and relationships and everything. Like, it just there is nothing that it does that is good. It also depends on what you're watching, too. I feel like the type of porn that's out now is it's like you can any sort of fetish or desire you can think of. There's probably a video for it. So that part is probably what's not healthy. But like if you're watching just like two people having sex, I don't think that's super dangerous. But having the availability of whatever you want to view at your fingertips and it just keeps getting more and more than you keep. Because, I mean, scientifically, that's that's really the realest danger about porn is that like it's giving people erectile dysfunction at an early I can see that, yeah. So it's like it's it's not good to have all that type of just fucking all that dopamine and all that (laughs) all that feeling and sensation just all the time, twenty four seven. It's not good for anyone. Yeah, that's that's terrible. And we agree on that. But but yeah, but again like regular softcore porn or like regular porn I don't think is too bad in moderation. I feel like you have to get some sort of repression out eventually. Otherwise you're gonna be a fucking like animal to society so like again like you have to you you have to it just depends on how you what you're doing and how you view it so it's like if you feel like porn should be like your right like real life relationship i don't think that's healthy but if you're using it as a release and it's fine and it doesn't give you erectile dysfunction and it doesn't ruin your relationship then go for it but if you have an addictive personality and it's clearly making it worse then obviously it's not good but yeah the industry itself is not good the fact that everybody and their mother can do it and it's getting pushed on younger and younger kids is not good, but I don't know. Well, yeah, that's what I'm I'm saying. Cause like you said, like, like you're saying like earlier porn and, and stuff like that. It's like, I mean, that's where this all started and, and it's all just like, cause it all, it all starts with just a, eh, it's fine. And then it just becomes more and more. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Until it's like, you know, like you said, the shit that's out now, it's like, what, you know, well, it's like but also alcohol. like the, like alcohol is like, Obviously, like, it's more and more studies and more and more in science is going down and proving one way or the other. And obviously, it's wishy-washy back and forth every five years. But, I mean, it's, yeah, but it's I mean, it's it's just available. Right. But also, it's just one of those things that, like, you know, be- because of, like, the lack of modern science, you know, like, cigarettes, like, we didn't really fully know what, like, the long-term effects of this was to not just an individual, but to society as like a whole. They did. They just covered it up. There's no, like, it It wasn't like... Well, oh, I mean, fuck. I mean, you could believe that too, but, I mean, either way. They did. They literally <laughs> paid for it. They knew the effects of it, and they're like, fuck it. <laughs> Why do you think doctors were recommending it? It's not that they didn't, like... Obviously, like, there was a beginning point where it's like... Because, like, we've been smoking tobacco for hundreds and thousands of years. This isn't a new drug that just came out, like, 200 years ago. I know. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm aware of that. 
like I I don't know like you the fact that you could smoke it on airplanes the fact that you could smoke it while you're fucking pregnant or the fact that like doctors recommend it with <laughs> cigarettes it's like that shit was not by accident even so it's just something that's not necessary well no I don't that just well, again, isn't good for it like it just does does nothing good it, it just literally it. does nothing good if you view alcohol as an escape it's not going to be good. But if you view it as a recreational activity that you're like, all right, I'm good. Then because like I, for me, like I don't like the taste of most alcohol and I, I don't, I very rarely drink. The only time I drink is like to have fun out with people, but like I'll get like at most I'll get like heavily buzzed or lightly drunk, but like I don't get to the point where I'm fucking stumbling or I'm throwing up or, and I also don't, I do it maybe like once a month or once every two months. If that sometimes I'll have, all right. So it's like no, 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 no. I have a I, recreational view of alcohol. I don't view it as like a numbing of pain or a escape because I think everyday life is boring. Like I do it just to have fun and let loose every now and again. But I don't even drink by myself. So that's what I'm saying. Right, it right. Depends on how you view it and what you do. No, I, I agree with you 100 percent on alcohol to a lesser extent. Smoking, I think you can. There's some people that can recreational smoke. Not many, but there are some. It's worse but like, to smoke than drink. I know that. But what I'm saying is like it's. I don't know. It also depends yes, on how we, addictive the shit is, too. Yeah, but I agree with you 100% on, like, recreational drinking. But what I, like, I just, I'm, I'm like, there is no good to come from recreational porn. What about just, just jerking off in general? Like, you thinking about whatever, like, not even watching something? No. There's absolutely nothing good to come from that. What, well, I guess a wet dream, then. Do you have wet dreams well, no, that, supposedly don't jerk off quote unquote yeah but you can't control that though <laughs> there's there's nothing you can do in that situation it's still the same type of release and it's also like you'll you're gonna it yes but it's not will, voluntary but in your dream yeah but it, that's not voluntary though it doesn't matter it's the same thing so there's it, no good it's that not from that it's not you know but there's that it's not voluntary though a big thing about doing that is like the actual choice to do it as opposed to telling yourself no you got raped you know? in your dreams it's not consensual i that actually did happen to me once you got raped in your dream <laughs> um yeah i did actually like a couple nights ago okay you got you got to you got to lay this out <laughs> fuck you can't say, um you can't bring that up and just say no i don't want to go on yeah, no, the only problem is huh. I mean it's, it's not a, a comfortable it's not real. It's it's not real. It's not comfortable. The only problem is that it could actually happen. That's why it's funny. Just fucking say it. Um so a priest. <laughs> it was no a dream. Fucking way. Yeah, man. Kind of kind of kind of scared me. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> was it anybody you knew? Or like a random person? No, no. No, 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 no. It was not anybody I knew. A random person. It was like... Uh, yeah, pretty much. That's awesome. No, it's not awesome. <laughs> that is the opposite of awesome. <laughs> I just... I. It's it's just the irony. I love the irony of it. It's, it's like cosmic situational irony. I know, I know. I, I knew I would have to tell you this at some point because, like, oh, I was just like. So, like, did you get you know. like penetration, or did you get a little? Did, did he help you uh, <laughs> see heaven, or what happened? Um, the first one was not. 
Not very good. It was forced. <laughs> I was screaming. Oh my god. This was a couple days ago? Oh yeah. Uh, it is a dream, everybody. Wow. I must I must I have no control over this. <laughs> you got ran by a priest in your dreams and you're screaming. <laughs> yeah, man. Was it like you in present day or was it like, did, did you see yourself as a kid? Like what? I think it was just me now. <laughs> like, yo, bro, stop. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh my God. It's fucking funny. <laughs> I just, I don't understand why I had it. Like, is it the first time you've like, had something like that? I mean, not in those details. I mean, I've had other really bad dreams of but people like, like assaulting you <laughs> i mean i don't yeah i mean i never really thought about that i mean i've had dreams where you know people like you know are hurting me but not in that way wow maybe your brain's trying to yeah. tell you something yeah it's like you gotta jerk off more otherwise you don't get raped in your dreams that should be your tagline yeah <laughs> Like, not not a good look, bro. I'll fucking make you pay. Not a good look, bro. <laughs> Maybe you have this deep-seated repression you never knew. Yeah, well, I am repressed, and I've never felt better, so. <laughs> God. What happened to live your own life? Do whatever floats your boat. <laughs> well, there's a line in the sand somewhere, <laughs> I think. Right, so there is morality that is inherent in our in our lives. <laughs> I can't get over that. I just can't. What? What? What can you not get over? The fact that, like, <laughs> you think like none of this shit's good. Fucking can't do any of this. But then, like, you just get full on slammed. <laughs> you can't control what's in a dream. I know, that's why it's funny. That's why, like, it's, it's like, not a sin. No, that's why it's not a sin if you do something bad in a dream. I'm not saying, because you, I am not saying it's a sin to get fucking rammed in your dreams. That's not what uh, No, no, no. That's not me doing the sin. That's somebody else doing the sin. <laughs> that's not me. But I know you enjoyed it. You just said you were screaming. <laughs> uh, no, I really did not. No, but I didn't, I didn't, like, actually like feel any of it i hope not no i mean i mean it was a dream did you did you wake up all sticky no that's what i'm saying there was none of that so did it like how like did it feel like it was taking forever did you like wake up when it was ha like what remember it was a dream like your whole perception of time is just it's not the same i feel like if that like if that point if i was like about to get fucked by a priest i probably would wake up like a second after it happened you're like, oh fuck, thank God. <laughs> Literally. I, mean, I don't I don't I don't think it ever actually, you know. Like I think it was like going to and then I woke up. Or something like that. Or that or it just moved on to another thing in the dream. I don't remember. Because you know how dreams are like loose and stuff. Right. But you remember yeah. screaming? I mean I just remember being really uncomfortable. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> oh, you also, you said you have, like, various things that you think, like, you are just, you're right. Like, what other things do you, like, think? Um, fuck. Besides, like, the, 
the thing we talked about, which we're on the same page. Um, for something like this, I'm, it's not a hell I die on. I don't, I'm trying, I mean, it's like less and less. I just don't think that it's all around dangers all the time. I just, I don't like absolutes in that way. I feel like there's a way to overcome certain things where you can just do them and be fine. But I don't know if it ends up being like way more damaging. And again, like, you know, years more of science will like, obviously like it's, it has more negative than good for sure. But again, that's the hmm. whole point of like doing dangerous stuff or quasi hurtful things and then being stronger out of it or just playing with fire and being moderately okay. Like I said, like with anything, like with alcohol or drugs or anything else, like if it doesn't consume your life or make you worse as a person, like I, you know, I'm still in a relationship. I still have a good job. I'm living, I'm not in debt or anything like that. So I, it's not a big effect on my life. I'm not getting erectile dysfunction, but I also really don't hey, do it that in- often anymore. So but you never know you never know it could end up being more worse i mean it could end up being worse you know, well i mean you think of somebody in the 60s that jerked off their whole life every day and see what he's like in his 80s but you never know <laughs> right but i mean it's basically just um it's more like just you know like just the more that you just stop doing it which i can't even remember the last time it was it's just like the thought of doing it it's like like you're like what <laughs> like, why <laughs> like why would i even need to like a lot of people you know that overcome like alcohol addiction like this like why would i even like need like a shot or like why would i even need a beer like i think for something like this it's different because it's it's more natural with process i feel like the people that are addicted to alcohol have a sense of like i said it is more of a sense of escape and addiction to porn it's more of like an it's more instinctual than drinking alcohol right so it's like sexuality is something that most humans feel right whether it's yeah but in that way that is very not natural well it depends on whoever you talk to what i'm saying is like the feeling of sexuality and like attraction and wanting that urge is a natural feeling oh that that yes but like but doing no it to like urge for alcohol it's because like you're just fucking are depressed or you have some sort of wire cross or you just have an addictive personality or you have escape or you're whatever the case may be you don't have like this well, primal no, need not, to alcohol right not necessarily alcohol but there is like that desire you know for like the dopamine and everything also, there is more evidence that sexual oppression does a lot of harm as well. Like you, the people that end up yep. being like rapists and all that shit. So it's like there has to be some sort of safe and healthy release for it. And it might not be with porn, but it has to be with someone in general. Or like it's it's one of those things where it's like it's more harmful if not. It's like if you have a superpower and you don't know how to use it, it's more dangerous than you using it moderately or like you knowing the consequences of how you use it. Kind of, That's kind of, I guess, what I can relate it to because it's something that you have inside you and if you repress it all the way, I don't think it's good, but if you let it control your life and that's what you do all the time, I don't think it's good either. So it's just, you have to have a strong mindset and you have to, you know, weigh the consequences of your actions. Oh, man, it's worked wonders for me. So, <laughs> And I know plenty of other people the same way. And like a lot, also a lot of those studies, you know, like you mentioned this, the smoking, like a lot of this is done by people who are paid a shit ton of money to, for people that, you know, they want them to say what they want to say. And it's like, they're not actually necessarily doing science. Yeah. I mean, it just depends on what you're talking about, but 
I feel like so like if you, like let's just say in the context of like like in like you getting married, right? So you're not watching porn and jerking off, but like you're gonna have sex with your wife. And I guess for you, is it only to to have kids, or like you're not gonna like work? You're not gonna like. I, I guess some. It just depends on who you're talking to, but some religious people it's like, not. Don't but well, no. Oh well, yeah, I don't. But so well, it's like you're only it's... gonna have sex to have kids, right? No, um, no. I mean, you have it to feel good, but it's like you have to do the do it in knowledge that you know you're gonna have a kid afterwards. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like in the context for you, like the only time where it's healthy is if you're having sex with your wife that you're married to, and you're only gonna have a kid. Like you can't like have sex and not have a kid. But like, it. is that you? Yeah. No, but there's also you know like it not it might not necessarily like you know because you don't necessarily there's not like a kid doesn't necessarily come out every single time you know. What I'm saying is, like, you're going to finish inside of her every time you do have sex, right? Um, yes. Okay, so that's, that's what that's what I'm getting at. Like, you're having sex I see, to have yeah, a kid. Yeah. Is, what you, is, the, is the context that is only the way you're going to do it. Yeah, man, I want babies. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So you're going to fuck, like, once a year, and after eight years, it's going to be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, I mean, you could do it multiple times, and then, like, there's only one baby. You know, right? But that's what I'm saying. The act of you doing it, knowing that it's very unlikely to have another baby, isn't that the same kind of context? Wait, say that again. I'm sorry. So, like, if you were to, like, if, like I said, let's say you had sex with your wife, you're married, and you have your first child, and after that first child, you're like, fuck. I don't want to have another kid right now, but I also don't not want to have sex. So it's like you're not going to wear a condom, but you're going to not finish in her or just not have sex at all. Um, Either not do it at all or just, you know, you could get lucky and it's a time where it's just not on the full, you know, like the cycle isn't, I don't know, I forgot how that works, but it's it's something to do with that, you know, like the, the menstrual cycle and stuff like that. You know, it's because like you won't necessarily get pregnant every time you do it. So, so if it's out of your control, fine, but you're not going to actively stop. To, you're, you're not no, going to try I'm, and not I'm have I'm pretty it. sure, don't quote me because I actually need to double check on this. I'm pretty sure you are allowed to like time it so that it isn't, but I, I, I can't be 100% <laughs> sure. Don't don't take my word on that. The, are you, are, what context? Are you talking about like in religion or in science? <laughs> no, yeah, in, in religion, not in, I mean, in science, it's just whenever you do it. <laughs> I have no idea, dude. I, I have met so many different people that have told me fucking different shit of what they believe in it. Like, there's people that just don't have sex outside of marriage, but if they're married, they can do whatever the fuck they want. I've heard people say what you're saying, where it's like, if you have sex and you use contraception or you actively stop trying to have a baby, it's a sin. But if it's outside of your control, then whatever. And then some people just are saying they have sex with their partner, but they're not married, but they just repent for it. So I, I don't know. It's different with every fucking person you talk to. I don't think it makes a difference. But again, like, I mean, well, oh, sorry. Well, I mean, I'm just doing the best I can to just tell you what the teaching is. Because obviously I can't speak from personal experience because, you know, there's no experience. <laughs> there's no experience here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but um, that's just what I'm trying to do. You have some experience. <laughs> You're saying I will have some experience? No, I'm saying you've had experience. Uh, no, I have not. Yes, you have. No, I have not. <laughs> I'm talking about with the actual, like, thing itself. Okay. 
You see what I'm saying? I have with other stuff related to it, but not that specific thing. I feel like if you didn't have such a bad experience, it would probably be a different mindset. But again, yeah, man, that was that was shit. <laughs> I wish I could fucking say it more than anything in the world. But yeah, no, we are not talking about that shit. <laughs> regardless, um, regardless, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the point of the story is that Will is sexually repressed, which is true. But Will feels ten out of ten, sometimes eleven out of ten, because of it. But, like, is there a specific teaching saying, like, if you're married, like, you can't fuck to have pleasure? Like, you have to. Because, like, I've heard people say, like, wifely duties as, like, a you got to blow me kind of thing. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Where is it? Where is that? Is that explicitly saying or is that just, like, a a, a nice little parable that people have now turned that? Like, what what is the line? Like, do you know the line? Oh, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a there's a part in the Catechism of the Catholic Church that... To, like it, it addresses like acts like that outside of like the main act. It's just because like you're just defeating the actual purpose of it. We know like contraception is a no, and then I guess be fruitful and multiply. But I, I don't. I'm not talking about like. I okay. I guess like, not in the act of like doing other stuff besides just like intercourse. So it's like if you just do that, but you just like pull out and shoot on her stomach and you just are lucky enough and you just keep not getting pregnant until you want to have another kid. Like, I, I don't know. No, cause I, well, cause I mean, this is like, this is like what we're made for. And it's like, if you just do that at the last second, it's like, man, what the fuck? Like I have a, I have a friend who's who, who, who did that. And he just, he's just like, man, like I didn't feel good afterwards. Like it's like, I, I was like, waiting my whole fucking life for this like really well it just depends like if i like i don't like for me like i don't want kids so it's like the fact of finishing in somebody scares me more than not <laughs> you know what i mean so i guess so i guess we're the complete opposite i want like at least four well i mean not saying i never want kids but like right now i'm not in the place to have a kid so like having one oh, right no I, i'm i'm Right, but like I, we're still the opposite because like I want kids now. Like I totally want no, like a I son. I want kids eventually, but I'm saying like right now, if I have one, I'm fucked. So, like I I'm not yeah. in a position to have a child right now. So that's why like like if I'm not wearing a condom, it's like nerve wracking. It like anxiety me more. But again, yeah. if I like was married and wanted to have a kid, then yeah, like that act would be more significant and it would probably feel really good. But again, you don't want to do that every fucking time. Do you think you'll ever be married? Yeah, eventually. Okay. I don't like, again, like my, my view on like the government getting involved with your marriage and just the actual implications legally it comes with it. That's totally separate from like you, like you like, cause like all it is is a ceremony. Like with all the paperwork and bullshit, it's a ceremony. So it's like you do the ring, you say the vows, you do the fucking shit and then ba bam, you're married and you're, it doesn't even take a day takes a you know fucking hour maybe you know what i mean like it's not very significant of a ritual it's it's a fucking you know that's how religious it is what i'm saying is it's not a fucking grueling process in the western world there's some other religions where you do some crazy shit to prove yourself to get married but like in our culture oh, yeah as definitely a whole, it takes a fucking day it takes months of planning but the actual part itself is really quick so it's like you don't really have to do fucking too much about it. you just pay you spend more money than anything it's like if you have money then you're ever gonna have a great wedding
Yeah, no, that's what I'm not looking forward to. Yeah, so fuck all that bullshit. But yeah, the actual like act of being married and having a partner and like your soulmate, yeah, that's all well and good. Because yeah, I mean that that is a very natural part of you know hu- being human. Yeah, I mean it's your and also just fortune. being like, yeah, also just being like a living thing. That's just like how most animals operate too. You know. Yeah, you gotta have people in your corner and. I don't know, like I said, there's people that have been, you know, they've they've been dating for seven years and, like, the girlfriend's pressuring them to get married, right? They get married, nothing fucking changes. They still live together. They still do the same shit. They still fuck each other every day. Like, objectively, nothing changes, but the actual mental part changes. Like, you either be more connected or you hate each other more. Just depends. Nice. (laughs) So that's why you got to make sure you're doing this with a fucking person. You know, is going to be worth it. Exactly. And that's, that's, that to me is the most important part. Like, fuck you being actually, like, ceremonially married or if you've been dating for years and years and you never actually go through with the marriage part, right? Like, it's it's the same thing to me. Like, you're not, you're not no, different don't, people. Don't fuck the, the ceremonial thing. What I'm saying is like, it like, makes I mean, no difference. It really, like... Yeah, but I mean, no, but the whole point, of, like, being married, I mean, it's it's a mark on your soul. Like, once you're married, you can't be unmarried. Unless you have power. <laughs> well, no, you're still married. That's why divorce is not permitted. That's a big contract, if you think about it. It's a, it's a afterlife long contract. Oh, yeah, contract. it's... It is... It, well, no, it's till death do us part. So if you're a widow or a widower, you can get remarried. Is that why people kill their wives? Oh, that is definitely why people used to kill their wives. Huh. I wonder. <laughs> is there a Man. silver lining or not? <laughs> I wonder if it should. Matter. That's where you ask yourself: Should it matter if people go to that far of length? That's what makes you think. Um, it really does. Yeah, but that's why I'm gonna make sure it's not gonna be the person I want to kill for the other person. I just want to make sure it's the person who I'd just rather be with. You can't 100 percent definitively say that it's not gonna happen. Like you'll, you can, you can date somebody for four years, and in the fifth year they're a total bitch and they switch up on you. Maybe they're hormones. Um, I'm not saying that that's like I'm I'm not to, I'm not closed off to that. That's probably probably is gonna happen. I'm sure it's gonna be trial and error. But it's like how can it be trial and error if you're fucking permanently married? No, like 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 with with dating though. But that's what I'm saying is like you can get deep into the relationship and shit can just flip on a dime. Yeah, but that's what re- those those situations are like necessary though, and that's what really creates that like that really long lasting love because like obviously you know like the honeymoon like it's gonna wear off like the good feelings like the the warm tingly feeling like they're gonna go away i mean it's inevitable but it's like the value in it is just it's staying together i'm talking about you guys you know? like fucking hating each other not going through like a natural pulling away process like you guys fucking like gonna murder each other. you work it out <laughs> i don't know what else to say that's why you got to be careful with this. And it's not just like, it's, I mean, it's, it's serious. Which is why you should never it's get like, married. Nope. That's why you <laughs> got to be really fucking, you got to understand like, what's the point of being married? Who it is you're being married to, you know, what are you going to do with this marriage? You know, you know, sometimes I wish like I was like asexual. I wish I didn't have like, I, I can think of every time in my life 
Now, actually, you know, now that we're on this topic and I spent an hour saying, oh, this is natural and good, <laughs> if I really think about it, I wish that, like, I didn't need, like, I, I wish I didn't have the need to, like, feel companionship. I wish I could just, like, not have that urge because I feel like every major setback in my life has been because of that. That you mean, you mean like companionship in a relationship kind of way? Yeah, or a friendship. Like I, every, ah, okay. So like I wish well, you, I could just be content by myself, and like I can just be sociable. So it's like I can still have a good social life. But like at the end of the day, I come home to myself, and that's all I got to worry about. Like I wish that that was the case. And I feel like the more you grow in consciousness, the more you learn to love the silence, and you learn more to love yourself, and just grow mentally and spiritually as a person. And you rely on less people. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's more or less me. I mean, the only people I rely on is my family, you know, like no gone. one else. They're going to be gone one day. Well, exactly. But that's why I'm working now. Cause like, I know they're not going to be here forever. Yeah. You know? So that's why I'm just, I'm working. Cause like, I know eventually, you know, I'm going to have the, 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 the little, little boy and little girl, you know? So, you know, got to make sure I'm ready, you know, because it's like, like, you know, when you hear about like, um, like um, soldiers and stuff about how like we we just like human beings, like we have this innate thing to like, you know, like we got to prepare for the battle, you know, mm. like you got to prepare for like, like that. That's why like they like all these military units, like like the army and Navy, they start training, you know, like years in advance, or like months in advance. I don't know how, but it's, it's a long period of time before before they actually get deployed because like you gotta you know you gotta be prepared and it being prepared is not easy it doesn't it doesn't take it's, it it's not sh it's not a short process it's a very long grueling process but i mean you gotta be prepared because like like you're just you're gonna have to face the trials of life sometimes you know it might be in the battlefield or it'll just be being a responsible parent in a you know in a blue collar or white collar regular job you know <laughs> I think that just applies just to setting you up to survive the world and you can apply that to any context. That's a difficult task. Yeah. But I just, I just thought that was interesting. You know, when, when like I would hear people talk about that, how like, you know, like, like, like the reason, um, like, I don't know if you know, Jocko Willink. No, I don't. He's the, he's this guy I used to be into. Like, I don't really watch any of those guys anymore just cause I'm, you know, I have stuff to do now. Like I just took what they said and I actually did it. You know, I, I don't need to like just rely on their advice anymore um, and like just be stuck in the rabbit hole. <laughs> but um, he would just talk about like he like people would ask him, like, why do you wake up at 4 a.m. every day? And he's like, I wake up at 4 a.m. every day because there's an enemy. And if I get up before him, you know, I've I've beat him like I've won the first battle of the day because the, your whole day is just made up of battles, really. Yeah. And there's something and the more you free. like I feel like sometimes like it has more of an adverse effect if you feel like you have to constantly oh, yeah. solve against this, you know, unknown enemy all the time or the fear. I mean, the unknown out. enemy. Right. I mean, the unknown enemy is really just the devil. I've, I mean, if that's the case, then it's just that, that it's just that subconscious voice in your head telling you like like, you know, just telling you like what you want to hear. Like, no, you're fine. You're fine. You don't need to do this. Like just and obviously that isn't always the devil. I don't think that like you know, we're robots and we need to just, you know, just be these like these super productive, like, you know, warrior people. And then like, no, I mean, obviously I'm a big leisure guy. I love relaxing. You know, I love just chilling at the guitar store and, and talking to you guys or just playing, you know, 
playing my music, reading a book, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, you just need the balance. And that's the one thing with this type of content that I've never agreed with. Like, I, I think it's good to motivate people to achieve things, whether that's in their life, relationships, money, job, whatever the fuck. Um, right, because achievement, achievements and like goals really are like what what makes someone satisfied. But I think it's just at, at the end of their life, you yeah. know. I th I think it's disingenuous to think or to just push this narrative that like you have to do constant work, otherwise you've got overtaken. I feel like that's why like the, oh right no that's that's terrible. The most successful businesses are psychotic in that way where it's constant work, constant grind, constant way to make things more efficient, make things more make things cheaper fuck more people over like just climb cl not climb more like claw your way to the top so it's like it's just it's just toting that psychotic ceo they're, mentality all, they're all sociopathic yeah. people like in those companies i mean it's why they do so well because they just have people that are just right. just rigorous and just insane and like their routine and what they do and like but see that's the myth yeah. right so it's like you think like oh the most successful people on the planet are that way but it's like there's so many other successful people that aren't that way and like they're successful like they don't have to be the fucking they don't have to make billions of dollars like they can be a millionaire and have a good mindset like you know what i mean like not everybody has to fucking do their work that way that's the, the thing i think is disingenuous like you can be successful in a plethora of different ways and just being a psychotic suit wearer like there's fucking so I mean, much people other shit you can do well right because like being successful doesn't just mean you have like millions of dollars and you have a yacht and you have like three houses. It's like being successful just means could just literally be like, man, like I got my life together. I started a family and like I got a nice job, like nothing special, but like I did it. You know, I thought I was never going to make it like that's I would consider that person successful. Yeah. Or you know, people I mean, that, like let's say like, you know, like they fucking go to college. They become a fucking lawyer or a software engineer or whatever. They make 400 grand a year. They can fucking pretty much buy, like, if they don't buy a mansion, like, they can live comfortably and go on trips and buy any fucking thing they want. They can pretty much buy whatever nice car they want, minus, like, you know, the millions of dollar Ferrari, Maserati, Bugatti, all that bullshit, right? But, like, yeah. they can get a fucking really nice Jeep, a fucking sick-ass truck, or, like, a, like a mid-tier sports car, or, like, a Bentley or something. Or not a Bentley, like a I don't know, a fucking Porsche. Let's say Porsche. A lot of, a lot of like, not millionaires, but a lot of money guys drive Porsches. So, stuff like that. Like, yeah. you can be successful and not make millions of dollars. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, like, I'm fine with having a Toyota Camry. Yeah. I'll be fine living in, like, some whatever house, just as long as there's enough space. I mean, yeah, it's what and you, like, I'll whatever you value. My point is just you fucking... Like, I hate this, like, this idea that you have to do this constant grind and, like disappreciation for everything around you just to succeed it's a fucking yeah that's that's stupid it's not and like i think it. most most people really do know that it's just because those people have the luxury of telling those people you know what that 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 stuff because like just they just have they are able to say it and they know that people will buy it well, so time they know. got lucky like they don't tell you like you have to have a lot of money to start and you have to get somewhat amount of lucky like you can fucking win the lottery and become successful right so right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because really having a lot of mind. they're also lying. Most right. Of them are just, they're not genuine about how much they actually make or what their net worth is or what they actually own and what their rent. Like you know what I mean, like they're not even that too. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Because like you said, like a lot of people, like how much money like you were born into, like you obviously probably had to grind some, but not as much as someone who was born into like a different, like you know, a, a different family and stuff like that. Yeah.
And I think like yeah. the guy that's like obviously like you've heard all the shit about like Andrew Tate. He's like probably the most popular figurehead for that kind of content now. I still don't really get the hype. I mean, I mean he's got some he's got some good takes, but like I'm like I can't really see like the I I just can't really think of it. Um, sorry, I, I I can't think of a situation where someone else hasn't like already said this. Like he's not. I don't, he's not that like original in what he's saying. I think it's just the entertainment. Like I feel like he's the most entertaining because like most of the guys that like tout that shit. Oh, yeah, like, I like him. He's, he's he's he seems like a cool guy. They sell you this lifestyle, and most of it's like, oh, if you buy my course, you can have this lifestyle. Or it's just like some black dude in his truck being like, yo, you can fucking make it if you succeed and grind and all. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, white people do that shit too. I'm not trying to stereotype, but. Oh right, you know, yeah. You know what I'm saying, right? It's just that that mentality, that fucking fast. Because yeah, like white, yeah, I feel it's like white people. It's just like the you could definitely have the lifestyle of living in the yeah, mansion, well, yeah, having steak dinner every to... night, and having all of these women that you know at your mansion. It's like shut yeah. the fuck up. White people are trying to sell you a fucking crypto course, and then these black people are trying to like tell you how to get women. <laughs> Literally, um, yeah. Any all the dumb <laughs> shit aside. Yeah, I think, like, for him, because I think it's just more entertaining the way he says it, and he's less yeah. annoying about pushing his... Obviously, he has his bullshit course where you pay him thousands of dollars and you can get access to all this other fucking nonsense that may or may not help you. Whatever. Yeah, but I mean, it's, I just, it's all... It's all a lack of Jesus. Well, he's heavily Christian. Like, he'll... Who? Andrew Tate, like, every time he'll... And I don't know what sex, so regardless but like any time like he says everything with purpose um you know i mean i think he has some sh- yeah right no that's great but i think he has some, like some he has some shit takes well yeah i mean every <laughs> the dude <laughs> yeah i mean well no i yeah right exactly like you can't expect everyone to have all 100 percent good takes but i don't know i I find him entertaining. I'm not listening for advice. Oh, yeah, he's a cool guy. You know, he's 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 an interesting figure. I, I like to his thi- his thing on like Piers Morgan where he just like completely shit all over. That was funny. Yeah, he, I love when those guys go on like a news network or just interviewers that are not prepared to handle this caliber of person other than people that are just programmed to say the things that they're supposed to say on script or whatever the popular narrative is so, like they don't know how to handle these kind of guys it's really funny to watch them just play gymnastics yeah. with them so that, that part's entertaining but my problem is just like the idea that somebody is dangerous because you have to be influenced by them like this idea that we have to be influenced by every person we listen to is just stupid and it's easier for kids because kids are easily impressionable so when they listen to somebody talk they pretty much they either associate it with I have to be exactly like this person or I hate this person. Like that's kind of the two roads that it goes down. There's no kind of middle road with kids and that, that gap kind of widens as you get older. But I still am of the opinion that at the end of the day, our thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are still products of not in a bad way, but are products of the people around us. Of course, but you can still understand and realize that. You don't have to go like through life like, oh, fuck, I'm influenced all the time by people around me. Like you can still take that in your own direction. Oh, sure. Right. Everybody is biased and everybody like. Absolutely. Like you can't have like nobody has original thoughts. Like you think of something. Somebody's probably thought it before. 
Like very few shit. Seven billion people in the world. Yeah, like somebody has had to have said it or done it before. So it's like it's very hard to be original. And I get exactly. It's it's, it's also hard to take reverence in other people's words because most of the time they have ulterior motives. So that's why you're supposed to take the stuff that applies to your life and leave out the rest because you can like somebody can give you a bad idea and you can find a way to apply that to your life and it might make it work for you. You know what I mean? Like there's Possibly. so much yeah. shit you can think about differently. It's just, that's why I hate this absolute idea where it's like you listen to a shitty take that someone has and you think, Oh, this idea is dangerous. It's like, yeah, if you think about it like that, but if you like take it in a new direction, then you might have totally flipped it. You never know. Yeah, like Catholicism, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. Catholicism, dude. Yeah, you can take the messages and then do whatever you want with them. It doesn't have to be for fucking Batum, and it doesn't have to be like the guy that told you it said how it had to be. Like, it just it just doesn't. You fucking are your own. Like, I feel like if you understand that you can be influenced by people around you, but you're also your own person, and it's a tandem of both that makes it work, then... You figured it out. Like, you can't be totally original and you can't totally rely on everybody around you. Like, it's just not possible. I mean, yeah, because, I mean, I, that's, like, really what I get from Catholicism. Because I think Catholicism really just kind of, like, it it really just, like, illuminates the, the the human person and, like, brings out, you know, like, every, everything that's, like, good in us. You know, like, it's, like when I was at the, the Catholic school I went to for two years, like, I I really felt like it it. it brought out this desire to learn and like it and, and it does and it it brought out this desire in me to like you know pick up hobbies like you know because like they do a good they did a really good job at like showing how everything was important you know like like playing sports and doing math and like you know theology class or you know like the actual lunchtime and like interacting with with your friends and stuff like that it just showed you how everything is important and there's no like eh, you don't need that you don't need that and it's like that gets later in life, you know, like when when you actually are, you know, learning a trade or or studying for your masters and stuff like that. But really, when when you're a kid, like you really need that because you need that broad perspective of the world around you. And that's why I'm never like, oh, like we don't like like math past fourth grade is useless. It's like, no, I'm you really do need it because it just it just it just gives you a a broader perspective of the world, and that's always important. And there's Nothing bad that comes from that. If you learn it correctly, I feel like the people that don't understand it, they're not going to be taught ever the right way or the way that'll make it useful to their life. You either just have to get it or you don't, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there's no way if you don't like not not very many people that don't understand math ever learn to understand it correctly. You know what I'm saying? Like you either like kind of struggle, then you eventually like know the general gist of it. But like if you have no concept of higher math past like the basic shit, like fractions and decimals and statistics, but like shit like formulas, if you like very few people can understand how a formula correlates to real life. There's people that can memorize how to do a formula and solve a problem, but there's very few people that like understand it conceptually, right? That very few people have that understanding I wouldn't say right, and the, a lot of this is just less people than the majority have that understanding. So it's like for the people that don't have that understanding, there's no way they're ever going to learn. Or well, right, and that's why I just think there's a big problem with like secular modern education is that like people and like Elon Musk even he, he even commented on this. He just thinks like when kids are taught something and they're not actually like taught 
why they're learning something, like it's not going to motivate you to want to learn it. Right. But like at, at Catholic school, they, they go, you know, like in the beginning of the year, they go over like, you know, like, why is this subject important? And like, what, what, like, like, why is it that we are learning this? You know, like, what can we get from this? What is like the ultimate end? How does this work in relationship with God? How does this work with the, with relationship to others and stuff like that? I just think there's a lot more, like it really changed the way that I thought about education and certain subjects, you know, and, and, and like even math in general, because, um, um, a lot of people confuse like science and math with, uh, with like objective truth, which isn't really what it is because like science is essentially just it's it's physical observations that like you make well sorry it's observations you make in the physical world that you can deduce is pretty much true with like a 99.9 percent chance that it's like accurate yeah you know so it's it, it's pretty you know it's it, it, it it's a pretty good source of like yeah if you see what i'm saying but it's like it's truth with like a cap with with a with a lowercase t like science and math are truth in the sense that it's like these are just observations that that you can make it can be tested and that's how you prove it whereas like truth with the capital t is like tradition and like the church and like the bible because that stuff comes from god you know and they're very two different things they're both truth you know one is like the bible is true and your physics textbook is pretty much true too they're just like because truth cannot contradict truth, right? They're just true in the in like different ways than you thought they were. Because well, even if they're the same word, you most know? of the time they're not even related. I don't think people. I mean, I guess like the the use like I guess the only example I can think of is like the Big Bang versus creationism. That's like a big debate. So it's like using physics to prove that kind of shit. But again. I, like I said, because the fact that like less the majority of the population, especially in this dumb fucking country, myself included, that has no understanding. <laughs> myself of this, included. Yeah, myself included. That has no understanding of this concept mm. just in general. Like it's hard to figure out which one's true or not. And I honestly, I don't know. Like there's sometimes where it's like I I want to understand that all the absolute truths, you know, whether it's proven. Because like the whole point of science is it's supposed to be tentative. Like it's not supposed to be absolutely but like you just have to find something that's, that disproves it with a shit ton of evidence and conviction that makes sense before the other one and i there's not that many i mean elon musk has a lot of shitty takes and it, it's disappointing that somebody like him is one of the richest men in the world because like he has so much ambition but he's also has a lot of stupid fucking ideas and like i feel like there's a lot of better people that were in his position that could do a better job than he's doing so he's like frustrating and also inspiring in the same aspect. Like he's done a lot of cool shit, but also just has a lot of dumb fucking takes on things. And he fucks with the stock market and it irritates me that he fucks with the stock market. Cause he's not good at it. He just has a shit ton of money. That's why he thinks he's good, but he's not good at it. And I hate it. Um, anyway. Yeah. yeah my, I, I my brother, with, sorry, I, sorry. I agree with the sentiment that, you know, if you don't understand why you're learning something, you shouldn't be taught it. And I've always felt that growing up in school. Like I, I never could get a clear understanding of why I was learning certain topics and it frustrated the hell out of me, especially when I didn't understand the topic and I couldn't learn it and the teachers couldn't explain it to me in a way that made sense in my head. Not saying I had this untapped fucking 
you know, prodigy mindset that I could understand and unlock the world if I had better teachers. I just, you know, just in general, like you could tell that like most of what you learn in school is pretty much not right. Besides like the objective formulas in math, like if you learn a, you know, a formula for algebra or physics, it probably was right. You know what I mean? But like history was pretty much wrong. English is subjective. So whatever. Um, what else? Fucking we didn't learn anything useful for the real world. At least I, I did because I, I actually took the classes, but they weren't mandatory. So I my, I was fortunate in my class that we had home ec, we had um, economics, so you could learn how to do taxes. Even people bitch about that. We had auto shops, so you could learn how to work on cars. We had architect- oh, yeah, you, you told me that. Yeah, yeah, we had architectural and engineering drafting, so you could do that if you wanted. So there's, there's, there's resources my school had that were generally useful, and they're probably all gone now because, you know, anything that's actually useful, it's, they don't want to fund. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I had a lot of resources in school that I I use and there's some I should have used more, but in general the standard like fucking courses I had to take were useless as fuck. They mm. really were. I see. <laughs> I didn't feel that about a single class my senior year. Like they were useful at all. All of them were useful. Oh, all of them were. I I couldn't think of a single class. So I was like, yeah, I don't need that. Like no, I needed all of it. Cuz it's like with math, it was more just like it, it was more discovering how the physical world works according to our observations. You know, like how can you explain, you know, like that the sensation of like a of a parabola, you know, like, like how does that work? Like, what is the numbers behind that? What, what's going on there? Like with English, it's like a lot of it was like, you know, reading Shakespeare or other novels written in the english language and understanding english culture and like you know the like the origins of like you know english literary traditions and things like that and like you know what 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 kind of things did did like the english speaking peoples like like what what did they think was funny what did they think was engaging and and stuff like that um so you just learn a a lot about like culture and history with that and 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 especially in history and a lot of it was like like you know well, it ended in World War Two, but a lot of it leading up to that was, you know, like Henry VIII going to like Napoleon and all that stuff, like in the transformation into the modern world. Um, physics was really cool, you know, just, I mean, obviously it was hard, but um, it what was, was the cool. To, taken? The highest math I ever took was advanced math. So like what, 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 what did you do? It was essentially kind of like algebra. It was essentially like algebra three. Was it like if that's a thing. or anything like calculus? No, because that's that's the next above. I never even got to pre-calc. Okay, so it's just highest form of algebra before pre-calc. More or less. Got it. It's it's all yeah. It's it's like the most advanced mathematical concepts without calculus, essentially. Yeah. Is it good like got some? What's up? I say that's the thing that's interesting. So it's like. Like you mentioned like a parabola, right? Like I find the concept of like a point that infinitely goes in two directions for all of time. And then you're supposed to find the actual curve of that. And then you can accurately represent it with a formula. Like I don't get how that's useful. And I wish I did because I find the concept of like parabolas and spirals and all that shit. I mean, it's interesting, but like I don't get how it correlates with anything else. And it's frustrating. I mean, it's just it's just cool. I mean, a lot of it, I mean, yeah, but a a lot of it, I'm just like, I'm just like, why does it have to be so like utilitarian? 
Like, there's a lot you can take from that. Because it's supposed to have a purpose. It's not supposed to be there to be cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it has a functional purpose no, but inside of... It, it does, but it doesn't necessarily need to be, like, a a thing and i know this isn't necessarily what you're saying but a lot of people they're like they they think that they're like there needs to be some like like way i can apply this to like get a promotion or like get a job or like get this this the more and more and more it's like no like it's like just sit down and just roll with it no and yeah. you get a lot you get a lot from it for me i guess like so like like for that example as a parabola it's like i don't think if i understood what a fucking parabola is and how that can function to a formula if that would fucking help me in real life. What I'm saying is that like the fact that I don't understand it is frustrating and I don't know what its use is. I don't know what its function is. I don't know how practical it could be. I don't know if it could make me change my mindset about something. If I understand a universal secret just from correlating numbers to a fucking shape, you know what I mean? Like it's stuff like that. Obviously there's, I like if I like, let's say if I Google right now, like, what is the purpose of a parabola? Let's see what it says because I'm I'm genuinely curious. Yeah. What? I mean, I'm sure you would need it in like some engineering or something like that. Well, yeah, outside of a technical context, what's the? That's what I'm saying. Is there a use? Let's see. It's what is... it's pretty. You could use it in art. I mean, there's tons of things. You know, just just make it your own. I guess. Parabola. Parabola. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, stuff like this has, like, spiritual meanings and things, like. Right, but that's what I don't like about secular modern education is because all that's ripped from it. And it's all just, like, like, this is this, this is, yeah. It's, like, there's there's no, like, there's no, like, enthusiasm in it. There's no, like, like you said, there's no spirituality in it. There's no, like, greater purpose. It's just, like. It's just this boring, sterile nothingness. Well, in the purpose of a parabola, it's a little bit more concrete. So it has a <laughs> it can be used yeah, from headlight reflectors, design of ballistic missiles, TV, anything with like a reflection ah. is parabolic. So nice. You can actually use a bunch of stuff with it. So I wish I did understand a parabola because I probably can invent some pretty cool shit or improve the TV or improve the fucking car headlight or do something with music reflection from an antenna. I don't fucking know. So if I <laughs> if I learned in school the if I if let's say and fuck geometry, fuck physics, fuck I mean obviously it's all related. I'm, that's bad examples. Fuck history, fuck English, fuck all that shit. If I spent 8 years of my life so middle school and high school if i spent those eight years learning all i could learn about a parabola and i finally and that all it took was eight years for me to understand it then i can't imagine what i'd be able to do if i just had that understanding of how a parabola works if i was to apply it to something in an everyday life so that's why i think it should be more specialized in that way so as opposed to just browsing over topics and you don't know fucking why you're learning it to just taking one very important thing like that and then you'll god knows how far you can take it definitely i mean yeah i mean for me because like the high school i went to i mean it just gave me that really good foundation and it just gave me like the ability to you know take this and everything i've learned and just apply it to my real life not even not necessarily just directly um you know but just you know just give me that perspective of the world and now I can apply that to the world, you know, because like just after high school, you, like, you really do just go out into the world. Yeah. And it's really the experience. 
I think more, yeah. more people Pers- are personal experience. <laughs> yeah, personal experience is probably the most important factor that like determines what your what your thoughts and beliefs are. Yeah. Really, I mean, because it's like you can put me, you can give me like any scientific study about different workout things and different like diets. I'm like, I mean, this works for me. It, I mean, it, it could work for you. But that's what, like a lot of people when they ask me about certain like, what do I need to do to get to this or that? I'm like, a lot of it really is just trial and error. Yeah. And just like you, you need to see how you work for this, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's and that's why I don't like people just saying one thing has to happen a certain way or, or a set few certain ways because we really are just fucking different. And it's even to the point where it's difficult for us to even express yeah man because like I'll, I'll have all those thoughts in my head and then i'll we'll talk on this form and it's just like it's not even near the depth of what i'm even thinking so i just, yeah. just brains are very complicated and that's why i wish we can unlock more of it i wish we're not going through this revolution in our lifetimes of just nothing but damage and numbness and just awful shit like we're not a progressing society we're not going into the future. We're going. You don't need to go in the future. I feel like you have to. You have to evolve into something that's a better version of what you were previously. And I feel like it's hard to. Oh, no, right. You do evolve. You do, like, grow. But you don't. Like, it's not just. You don't just need to grow just to grow. Why not? It's like. Well, because it's like, what is this used for? I mean, it's, it's like developing, like more weapons that it's like it just we just kill each other faster you well, know like it's, the, not a progress, it's always a good thing that's not a yeah but i mean the, the tools are more the tool no but also like industrialization like it made everything more efficient but it's like it seems to make everyone more depressed you know again it's what you value what i'm saying is like there's clear deliberate things and forces in this world that keep people from evolving and growing for a reason i don't think the genuine interest for people that control the majority of wealth across the planet want everybody to be evolved and conscious as a species. It's just not in their general interest. Addiction and work is their main focus and sickness. Codependency, depression, and work. That's what their values are. So, yes, I feel like you have to constantly grow. Otherwise, you will get left behind and you'll kill yourself. Because that's just how our world is. So if you're not doing that, then you're setting yourself up for failure. Oh, yeah. As an individual, yes, you do. Yeah. You always need to look for the new thing that you can do to, like, better yourself. Yeah. But I just mean, like, overall, like, as, like, a society. I guess that's more what I was refer like, what I was referring to. You're saying society doesn't have to keep progressing? Well, I mean, in, like, certain trends and, like, certain different, like, updates and things like that. It's, like... You know, like I mentioned with the industrialization, making everything like 10 times more efficient, we have like unlimited choice. It's like, that's not necessarily a good thing. But not a lot of it's good choice. Well, right. Exactly. Like it's, 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 it's not like, yeah, but like a lot of people view like this unlimited choice is just like this, it's just like this, this inherent good. Like there's nothing bad that can come from it. It's like, there's quite a bad that can come from it quite bad that can come from a lot of different things i mean i mean it's like there's quite a lot of bad that comes from just human beings because like you know 
the fall of man with Adam and Eve. Like God, God knows everything that's going to happen. There's, there's a lot of risk involved when he made the worlds, but it's like he knew at the end of the day that we can be saved or else like, why would he have made us, you know? <laughs> Well, if you put a cosmic purpose to it, you know, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Well, no, what I'm saying, like, if you're putting like a cosmic purpose, then your goal to be to just continue to grow as quick as you can. And I mean, the society doesn't work on a cosmic purpose. Like, that's just not how it works these days. But I mean, I don't know, like. I mean, yeah, I mean, industrialization has been, it's the creation of everything that we have today, the good and the bad. So that's the whole point oh, yeah. of getting everything to the point of growth and keep evolving and progressing is like you just flush out the mistakes and you continue to iron out and make things more efficient, but not like efficient in like a profitable sense, efficient in like a quality of life sense. It makes Yeah, things- but that doesn't, that doesn't always make people... You know, that doesn't always make people, doesn't always make like better people, doesn't always make more virtuous people, doesn't always make more like grateful people, doesn't make always, it doesn't necessarily mean that these people, just because like they have a higher standard of living, are gonna, you know, like I said, be better people, be, you know, that's why you need to like, really grow. Like, you have, to, that's what I'm saying. The whole entire ecosystem needs to be fucking evolved. Like, you as people, and then us as a society, and us as an industrial civilization everything needs to work in tandem well you need to like teach you like you need to take what your forefathers taught you and you need to continue that and like you need to know like you need to like learn grow and learn why it's necessary and you need to like embrace you know like the like your you know your bloodline and like what you come from and like your family and like then eventually making your your, the new family and continuing everything the circle of life, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's still part of the evolutionary process. I'm just saying in this society, whether it's religious or secular, I think it's all meant to de-evolve us. Like, I, I don't think we're ever going to progress pretty much any farther than we already are right now. Like, well, yeah, I mean, do we really need anything more? That's yeah. why it's so corrupt. I mean, there's we nothing... Do. We need a lot more. We need so much. We need so much help. We need to undo all this bullshit that we've done to ourselves. We need... We need to like we've probably lost like a thousand yeah, so years un- of higher being. So it's yeah, like but so if we're so undoing this here. shit, if we're undoing this shit, then this progress didn't even need to happen. I mean, progress isn't linear. What I'm saying is like to be as elevated as a species as we should be, we're definitely far behind. So it's like it's not even like not really. I mean, we have fucking everything, and I've mentioned this before. Like we have basically everything we could possibly ever need in the history of everything ever like what more possibly could we need besides like certain cures for certain diseases which i do like 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 you believe about the cancer being like held back i wouldn't that's i wouldn't completely like take that out of the equation i'd be willing to accept that that could be true i have no idea it just makes sense why you know we have so much advancement, but that's the one thing that they can't fix. Like it, it would make sense if that was the case. My point being, it's oh, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, we've, we've had the most shit out of everybody living so far because we're living in the, the farthest part of time. Like this is the farthest time has ever gone is where we're going. I get that. My point is just like, there's certain things that have happened that we would be in a 10 time better spot 
than we are now. And not saying you have to virtually eliminate every sort of hardship in your life, because obviously that's not good, but there's more hardship and good in this life that we have right now. Even like like I said last time, like yeah, we have not where we live. It, yeah, but it's the overabundance, and it's gonna get worse. And yeah, like, Wait, there's bad in that, yeah, and like the too much of the good and the comfy and everything. But that's what but, I'm yeah, but like we we have the choice of too much abundance of stuff simultaneous with like the world getting more dangerous and shit getting more expensive. Like, it's not like I mean, I, like you look at like, and I'm not even saying just in this country. I'm saying just in general. So it's like if you tell people in Africa like this is the farthest that they're ever going to evolve, it's gonna be like, oh fuck, you know what I mean? Like we're not the only country on this planet. Right, but it's like. Where the fuck else would you rather live? Like, really? I mean, I can think of a couple places I'd rather live, but that's that's not my point. My point is the potential, our, our human potential could be a lot greater than it is right now. Not our leisure of life or our abundance of stuff. Like, just us as conscious beings could be ten times smarter, ten times more efficient at doing things, have less hardship in our life, and have that balance, have a little bit of hardship, a little bit of pleasure, and just have a better sense of self. I feel like most people don't have it. In all the abundance of but stuff like, or lack of stuff, we don't have a good sense of self. I mean, it, for people that do understand that, it's great. Like you and I. I mean, that's I think I mean, you and I are both doing great. But that's my I mean, point. If more people had a good realization of self, it would be less like it'd be less bullshit for everyone like around you. There'd be less negativity. There'd be less fucking right. And that's. That's why I'm like, the only way to do that is to look to the past and just see the things that, like, your forefathers brought down to you. You can do and, like learn. I'm saying we need to do more of it. I'm saying we're behind on that aspect. Well, if, and, right. So if you're saying if that's progress, then yes, yeah, then, then all, I guess we do. I'm yeah. saying us as individuals, us as a society, and us as a conscious being should all never stop progressing. It should keep getting better and better. Right. Not necessarily, like, newer and more efficient equals better no, just like yeah, better that's, that's and like not what I'm we're just okay so i, I got that confused yeah, my no, apologies i'm not saying like the better technology gets will be better people that's not my point my point is right maybe okay that stuff will be yeah, yeah obviously you want better technology like sure like that's that's awesome like you know prevent yep, more to kill each other longer. faster yeah or that well that's what i'm saying like <laughs> if you had a better sense of self you wouldn't feel the need to use technology to kill other people but that's my you know what i mean like your technology will actually be used for good and it'll be enhancement for Everything around you, you fucking don't have to worry about gas. You're, everything runs fucking smoothly. You don't have to worry about that kind of shit. You worry about other stuff in your life so you have some hardship. But, like, all this stuff that just fucking drags you down every day and helps you, you know, it's whatever stops you from being the best version of yourself, that part's gone. So you can deal with all the yeah. other shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, everything needs to progress. We're way behind on every aspect. Society, individually, economically technologically what like everything we're behind yeah like it's like people wyd <laughs> the fuck? like not a good look bro angels watching on the sidelines bro i beat you to it um fucking, yeah yeah i don't know like i said i just feel like we're way behind than we should be even after thousands of years of advancement this is the most leisure that we've ever lived in as a species, if you live here, because I'm sure in the medieval Very ages, nice. if you're a fucking rich in the palace, you didn't really have too much to worry about unless it's a disease and you died in your forties. But you know, your life was, I mean, good you until definitely then. did. Your life was good until then, but it just fucking depends. Cause like, you, I mean, you had shit to worry about. <laughs> yeah. But you had to, she had shit to worry about still. 
well yeah you always have stuff to worry about that's never gonna go away you had more leisure but yeah like you had to be responsible and like well not always but you know yeah but one of the things like you can't go to everywhere on this planet and be like yep that's working <laughs> no i mean definitely not exactly. like go to go to like somalia yeah i don't think that's working man <laughs> like go to ukraine i don't i don't think that's working so, it's I, not a good look, bro. It's like, I'm just looking at the war in Ukraine. I'm like, man, a kleptocratic state taking over a smaller, also kleptocratic state. Not a good look, bro. I just like how people saw him as like a brave leader and then everybody fucking hates him now. Who, uh, Zelensky? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all... It's all, it's all kleptocratic. Your, sp- your perspective it's all, is all... No, relative. it's... No, it's all kleptocratic, is what it is. What's what is? I just keep uh, thinking of kleptomania. So they're trying to steal everything. What what is kleptocratic? Hey, kleptocratic is like it's a state in which everything is like bullshitted and everything is fake, and that like all the elections are like it's all collusion. It's all right. Everything's selected, and you have like the illusion of choice, which a lot of people a lot of people believe that we do already live in a kleptocratic state, which I I can't really. I mean, yeah, I can't blame them. Obviously, right? I mean, like, goddamn. Oh no, yeah. In terms of like the world, no, we're not that kleptocratic. But at the same time, it's like so blatant. You know, yeah. Well, he's blatant, but not as like in your face blatant like that right it's like does the illuminati exist illuminati. i mean like there's there's literally movies made of, by large corporations about large corporations about how evil large corporations are so it's like they definitely know what they're doing and it's like it's they know nobody we, will do anything they, nobody, no right because what he can do right he's like because it's like they're lying we know they're lying. They know that we know they're lying. But yeah, because they're it's like, well, you know, they can't do anything. So <laughs> Also, they know the power of acceptance. Like, it's there's probably some marketing psychological thing. Where it's like, you know something is bad, but the fact that everybody keeps complaining about it, you're just like, shut the fuck up. So it's like, if somebody walked up to the streets and you're like, oh, look at Monsanto, look at what they're doing. I'm like, yeah, no shit, get over it. It's like, I mm-hmm. can't do anything to stop it. Why bitch about it? So it's, a, it's that, like, level of acceptance. They know that they're, no one's going to do anything about it because they can't. Right, but that's when the government comes in and goes, we can fix it, so vote for it. us. They're not going to fucking do shit. No, exactly, but that's why they... It. Right, exactly, so that's why they have these situations, so that they can go, hey, vote for us, you know, because we're, we're against this, you know. It's like, oh, we know how evil and corrupt these politicians are, how evil the tech companies are. It's like, no one fucking does anything. It's, yeah, it's, and I'm like, it's you insane. are literally what you're saying yeah, it's, that... Like I said, it's like even in my brain, like I like I I have a general awareness of all the that kind of shit. So it's like the people that bitch about, you know, you eating meat or eating extorted or drinking extorted fucking Starbucks coffee or like wearing slave made shoes or complaining from their slave made phone. You know what I mean? Like, there's fucking shit. Every time I hear that kind of stuff, it's just like shut the fuck up, because it's on a scale. Oh yeah. Unless you sit there and literally grow everything and make everything from the place that you around your the, from the shit that's around your vicinity like you're in it right oh no exactly because i'm like unless you're like a monk 
or like you're with a group of monks that like live in the woods or the mountains and just make everything and provide everything for themselves like you're part of it yeah exactly if you're totally self-sustainable i'll listen to you but if not then you know eat your fucking absolutely watch your bullshit No, no one is fucking self-sustainable. Well, that's my point. Like, Abs- yeah, I mean, <laughs> right? Like, exactly. Yeah, every single fucking aspect. Right, but now of course everything is like, oh, I'm like you know, like I'm the better person because I purchased products that were like, that were you know well sourced. It's like no one gives a shit. Or it's like the people that like always talk shit about like people driving suvs or like large gas cars then like oh yeah where'd you get the battery for that tesla huh how'd they make that where they mine that right right it's like it's probably yeah exactly the way it's mined and it's also it's like you know the materials required to make that electric cars are also really fucking expensive you know by the way (laughs) and also like for other what's up for people listening i'm all for fucking you know gas and coal has got to go we got to find a way to make electric you know we got we got to pull some ancient fbi stolen documents of tesla and figure out how to make pylons because (laughs) this shit's not sustainable forever like i'm all for it but it's just you're a fucking hypocrite if you think you're better because you're doing renewable energy quote unquote because it's not it's not efficient it fucking still requires natural resources to run. Like we're not totally electric as a society. Oh yeah, I mean, if the, if there was a way to do this without gas, that'd be great. But it's like, as far as things are right now, I don't really see how there is. Yeah, and they're like, we're gonna ban all car sales from gas by twenty thirty five in states like California. That's like, not gonna happen. Mind. Shut the hell up. Yeah, like no. Like that's I get that n- gas like or like electric cars are becoming more prominent. There's more charging stations. Your GPS will route you to the nearest one. Like you can plan. I honestly think like the the next if they can figure out a way in ten years, like if you like you can't like if you're going on a road trip, you can't sit and wait for four hours or however long to have your car charged. You need to be able to have a battery that you can switch out. Like you can like you pay like thirty dollars for a fucking thing of gas you go pay thirty dollars to swap out your battery the old dead one that you gave them they sit there and charge them and then when it's done charging after a couple hours they fucking sell it to the next person so as long as you can switch out your batteries it's not going to ever replace cars that are running on gas or any sort of fucking hybrid thing right like it's just not doable until they find a different way to do this shit this plugging into your house all night's not going to (laughs) work right yeah, because it's a lot of money. Because as you say, like a lot of money. The whole thing that really, like, I thought was just some fuck shit was like when you know people are complaining about the 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 the, the cost of gas, rightfully so. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, just buy an electric car. And it's like, okay, the the cheapest electric car is like forty grand. Like, yeah. not many people can afford to finance that. <laughs> Until they make high speed bullet trains, like they do in Asia, or they make an electric car that's fifteen grand. No fucking way. Those high-speed bullet trains are pretty cool. Yeah, dude. They go so fucking fast. And, like, we have the yeah, capability they, to build one. They just won't do it because they're fucking fucks. They, they have that in France, I think. And you can you can commute. I saw this map from, like, way out to, like, the the western part near, like, the coast, like, to Paris. Like, you can commute. Yeah. That's insane. Like, the technology is there. We can do just fucking... They'd rather, they'd rather build another express lane you have to fucking pay for it to make traffic worse than them build a fucking high-speed rail. Like, just you pay, for the, ex- if pay for the express lane. <laughs> if they did not spend, like, fucking my whole entire life fucking up 66, you could get to D.C. in, like, 20 minutes if they spent, like, 10 years making a high-speed rail. However fucking... Oh, all of this road work is just completely... I'm just like, okay, this is annoying. 
like we except for like the plumbing and stuff to move water which is necessary all of this like building a new road and you gotta pave it i'm like you don't need to do that like the road was fine and they make it like worse like Obviously, like the more people that move, the traffic. Exactly. The more traffic's gonna get fucked. So it's like you keep adding a lane, and more people are gonna keep coming. So it's like the fucking shit's not gonna be doable after eight lanes. Like how much land you you you've already built townhouses on both sides. You can't fucking expand the road anymore. Like fuck. Right. Like this is what I'm saying. Where I'm like, there's nothing else to do. We need a way to make money now. So like, it's gotta be something. <laughs> yeah. So that's so and like if 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 it's not broken don't fix it and you know they try to fix it they didn't fucking fix it (laughs) man that should be the fucking emblem from our state flag is a fucking express lane in a townhome all this fucking state Uh, just the north of virginia just some dude vaping over top of it like fucking hate this state they've right or like state but yeah, Virginia's. I mean, actually, I mean, if you go to the historic districts of like the old cities, they're pretty cool. It's like, I love the the, the houses. Like I said, yeah, it's cool. It's got a lot of got a lot of culture and history. Fuck California with their claim to culture and history. Virginia has a culture and history, man. Yeah, since way before we even got here. Yeah, like fuck Virginia. That's like four hundred years. I th- I'm, I may be mistaken, but I believe that. Like right before we got here, like the Eastern tribes, I'm I'm blanking like the Paladin tribes. I'm blanking on that. There's a region from like pretty much almost the whole Eastern Seaboard, unlike the tribes that were probably gonna merge into one big city or one big tribe or one big culture if we had not gone to America at the time. I'm blanking on the fucking name. It was the Pocahontas's father was the chief of this whole massive fucking contrusion of tribes. So oh I, yeah, I don't I don't remember what the name of the tribe was. But. I think I mean it wasn't one tribe; it was a bunch of different tribes. But they they spoke oh, a, yeah 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 they spoke a dialect that they could all understand. It was like a region that like was governed. I think it was it was like different provinces. It was like in it was like massive country. I think it was like in Massachusetts, I think, or something like that. It's like from like maine to like georgia or something right it's like the yeah like the northeastern yeah. yeah it's a massive yeah. fucking area of land that and i think it was the largest if i'm not mistaken i may be totally fucking wrong my native american history is fuzzy but our region is it was happening and that's why it's a shame that most of it's been scattered now um into just a couple tribe reserves i think recently what what tribe was it called there's one tribe that just got fairly recognized a couple of years ago and it was an original like tribe like around this area back in that time before everybody got scattered. But I'm blanking on the fucking name; it's making me mad. But anyway, yeah, I, it's it's criminal what they've done to this place. It really is. And it's you mean like now or like originally? Now, well, I mean, since I I don't know. Like you you go back like even like forty fifty years ago, the majority of it was still farmland. Oh, yeah, like, I, I know people tell me, like, they grew up in Manassas, like, 50 years ago. It was, like, completely, completely different. Oh, yeah. And I, it's just the byproduct of being close to D.C. and, you know, people industrializing. And this is where industrializing has really ruined it because yep. it's definitely progress, dude. Worse. Do you know that Disneyland is supposed to be in Bristow or somewhere around there? Wait, are you, 
Are you shitting me? Yeah, before it moved to Florida. It was supposed to be here. That, man, no, I had absolutely no idea. Yeah, I don't remember why it didn't, but there was some political reason. I guess a lot of people complained or some shit didn't happen. But yeah, it was originally going to be here, I think. No money, I guess, huh? <laughs> Something. Or actually, I don't remember the, the actual day. Hey, no. Hey, I, I know the reason. It's expensive, man. Because it is fucking expensive. And... It's expensive, man. I can't remember, like, if... <laughs> If they already had Disney World in Florida and they were just trying to make another park here, but they just abandoned the idea, or if it was before they made the one in Florida and then they just moved it there, that's what I don't remember. Wait, oh yeah, so I know there's like there's a Disney World in like Japan, there's one in Paris, but yeah. like where there's some other ones, right? Like where are they? I don't know. I know there's one in Japan and France, but besides that one, there's one in Florida and there's one in California. I don't know where the rest of them are. Let me see. There might be one. In, Let me see. I think there's a couple in China actually. There might be two in China. And it's like all the Chinese like knockoff stuff. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I mean, China. All Disney, Disney. <laughs> pretty much. They or that they they suck the Chinese dick so hard. Oh, I mean, yeah, they always put like a like a Chinese character in the movie to like cater to Chinese audiences and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a. Even... <laughs> I always love like if there's a thing that they're trying to push agenda wise here they don't do it in china because it's not culturally acceptable there so you know All right like the 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 gay stuff yeah exactly. because like the in, in china you're not allowed to show that so then they just they just put in a clip for like a split second so they could just edit it out or it's like uh the they didn't want like the when the star wars movies came out like they didn't want finn on the posters <laughs> yes that was the funny shit so it's like well, he's like literally not even in the poster i saw a it's like <laughs> it's the same poster and they just took him out God. i was like you can't make this up fucking got him and it makes it a lot more funny or a lot, a lot funnier because i i saw a commercial from disney the other day and it was like they were showcasing all the racist cartoons that they made and they're like at disney we know that representation matters and we know our cultural impact from the past. That's why we work so yeah, hard to create exactly. these new stories. Now it's like, guys, come on. We know right, we, and we, I, we don't believe it. We like, you know, we don't believe it. I'm the same way with like Hollywood. I'm like, guys, you're not fooling anybody. <laughs> like if, if like, you, if you could get away with it, you'd still be making racist cartoons. Right, yeah, exactly. Like if it made money, you definitely exactly. be making racist cartoons. So, okay. So I looked it up. There's six Disney World slash Land parks in the world. There's one, the one in California, Orlando, Paris, Tokyo, Shanghai, and Hong Kong. Yes. So you were right. Yeah. I know Hong Kong is like kind of independent, but not really. It's kind of complicated. But um, I think they're still owned by the British. But I, <laughs> someone told me. No, or I don't know. I, I don't think they're part of the British anymore. Are they? Did that end? No, yeah, I'm pretty sure that ended. I just think that they're, they're like, like they have their own elections. I'm pretty sure, and like you can gamble and do other things that you can't do in mainland China. Kind of like Hong Kong. No, no, not, not Hong Kong. Kind of like um, Taiwan, but they're still part of like the the state of China. Mm -hmm. I see. And there's a lot, you know, like a lot of the people on their respective places want to be independent, you know, for good reason. Apparently, but, um, the British, um, it was handed over to the Chinese in 97, apparently. Yeah, okay, yeah. And then Macau is the 
was the Portuguese colony that is adjacent to Hong Kong. I, I don't know. It, dude, I, I want to go. You know Macau? Have you ever heard of it? I've heard of it. I don't know anything about it. I want to go so bad. It is like bizarro land. It's like this like Portuguese mixed with like Chinese. It's, it's like you'll have all of this like Chinese looking architecture and then you'll just like turn around and you'll just see like just this like like cathedral you know it looks like totally out of place but it, <laughs> you know yeah there's a lot of places in china that i want to visit yeah like i, I obviously i want to see the wall like i just want to walk on it it's probably just really cool i wonder how long it would take to like do the whole thing like if you wanted to walk the whole wall how long is it like 20 something miles or something no 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 it's more than that right way longer than 20 miles i don't know let's right it's, it is it like the whole mongolian border you know what? Let's find out. How Yeah, this is why we have the internet. <laughs> How long is your dong? Were the Chinese compensating when they made the Great Wall? Holy fuck, 13,171 miles. And you're like, it's only 20 miles. <laughs> Man, I was totally off. They're definitely compensating for God something. damn. That's a big ass. Yeah. Wall. But like, how long did that take to make? Like, Dear God. Let's see. How long did it take to make the Great Wall? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Man. How long did it take to build the Great Wall of China? 2,300 years. Yeah, so I'm like, by the time you made it, it's like, aren't you kind of late? I know it was like to defend from like, from like invasions, but it's like, wouldn't the invasions have already happened like over two thousand years, I'm like, what? Six eighty to sixteen eighty one, six eighty BC to sixteen eighty one AD. See, just, that's like ten. That's ten thousand years. That's hilarious. That like in the sixteen hundreds, they were building the fucking wall. They're finishing. Like we finally have finished this thing. Like who's attacking us now? Right. So I'm just like, okay, they spent ten thousand years. Really? Jesus. Man, I mean, if it. I mean, if if it worked, it worked. But like, Good man, Lord, that's probably ten. I don't know if the pyramids might. have... How long did it take to build the pyramids? Uh, the wall. I don't know. The longest thing to take to build. How long did it take to build the pyramids? Yeah, like what else could have? How long did it take to build the Jesus statue in Brazil? I'm looking that up right now. Probably, that long. probably only took twenty years, supposedly. To build the Great the, Pyramid of Giza and 100,000 men. Nice. Take to build Christ the Redeemer. Christ the Redeemer was built in five years. Began construction in 1926. It was finished, dedicated on October 12th, 1931. I don't Man, that's cool. Was that old? Yeah, I thought it was... Um, I, like, I thought it was like yeah. 60s I thought it was seventies or something. Yeah, I thought it was newer for some reason. Um, wow, and it only cost two hundred fifty thousand dollars to make. That's a lot of money. Oh no, uh, <laughs> no. Okay, sorry. Yeah, adjusted for inflation, three million eight hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> well, I mean, even so, that's not that much money. Yeah, I feel like they spend billions of dollars to build shit now. Right, and it looks ten times uglier. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> but hey, it's efficient, and that's all that matters. You ever go down to like a uh, 
places that are kind of outside DC, like Sterling, Falls Church, Arlington, that kind of area, or like those industrial parks. Like everything looks like a square, like a gray square, gray cube. Oh, I go there all the time, yeah, for my job. Dude, it's awful. I can imagine living up there being fucking hell. Sterling's got some Manassas looking places that aren't that bad. Yeah. But like Ar- Arlington, oof, man, that's bad. I just hate it because it's like it was very poorly designed and they built it long ago and so it's not meant to sustain this modern fucking footprint so it's just it irritates me how it's made up there i hate there's like the turns are fucking it's so atrocious. yeah it's like, i hate it's so not timeless yeah like it's 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 not timeless like it is timeful. Like, I don't know how else to say. Like, if it takes you 10 minutes to go a different direction on a block, you're fucked up. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it's just, the way that it's just made is just awful. Yeah. Man. But. Bro. It's like, in- investing in Jesus statues? Nah. Investing in like glass buildings that are so expensive to make and look completely hideous? Yeah. But you can't put an office in a statue. You can try, but you can only fit like... Exactly. It's because it's like... It's not efficient, so we can't we can't get any practical use out of it. It's a fucking... So we, it's, it's bad. <laughs> it's a statue. It's, like... it's not meant to be a building. Yeah, but it's like... an efficient statue. Uh... No, but a lot of like elected officials look at those kind of things and like investments in like statues and churches and monuments and they're like, No, this could go to the poor. It's like, no, but we also need like a culture, you know? <laughs> and like we also need beauty in our society and things to look up to. It's like guys, we need stuff for aliens to knock down when they come for dramatic. Right, effect. so that it <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. So it looks cool in a movie. <laughs> Or like, or so that it looks cool in like Call of Duty, like when they when they knock down the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Yo, I'm not gonna lie, it was eerie when we, we did. We talk about the the first. I can't. It was a, I think it was the second. What what Modern Warfare was it where the Russians like invaded DC and you had to go um, you had to go like shoot your way to get to some checkpoint or something. It's like two, I think. Was that Modern Warfare two? I think I, three is the one with the Russians, right? Or no, all of them went there with, with the Russians. But like, no, three is the one where World War Three starts. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So and then two, two is the one where yeah, no, where you're where you're in DC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So whatever that one was, that one was pretty eerie. Like yeah, the, like from the helicopter crash and like the 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 Washington Monument's been bombed and like there's people gunning down the Capitol and the White House and shit. You know that that's why I still kind of like Call of Duty because it's cool. Yeah. I like seeing those real world things, like, like, like those kind of like fantasies played out. It's pretty cool. Yeah, people are like, oh, that'll never happen. You can, it's impossible to invade the homeland. Like, we'll see. It's it's quite possible. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. What is what is not possible is for some pink haired protester to, you know, to to break into the White House. That's never gonna happen. Dude, you know how many people have fucking jumped the gate and gotten to the White House? Yeah, but they get shot down, don't they? Not all of them. Some people have made it inside. And they've like... Wait, do you know the, the family guy where he's like, Hey, it's okay, Chris, you could lie. I've lied a few times, and it's like the cutaway. And he's like in the Uber. It's like, so, where are you going, sir? Home. Where's home? The White House. 
Um, okay. And then, like, drives him over there. <laughs> he gets out of the car. Ah, uh, yeah, so, you know, you, you already dropped me off. You know, you, you can go ahead. He's like, no, no, I, I need to make sure you get inside. Nah, you know, you know, he's, I already hear it. No. The policy is that I need to make sure you get inside safely. He's like, oh, all right. And then he, like, walks up. He, like, <laughs> knocks on the door. And the guy opens it, and it's, like, a silhouette. And it's like, whoosh, 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 whoosh. And he's, like, looking back and forth to explain the situation and everything. <laughs> and then, like, you just see, like, the guy at the door. He's just like, all right. <laughs> he brings Peter inside. Yeah, pretty much is that easy. Yeah. Because it was like, yo, they got snipers on there. They'll fucking blast you. There's a trap door that you'll run on the lawn. You get cut into, or like they'll stick the dogs. Yeah, on but they do. Dude, they do have. Inside. Like people have like legitimately jumped the lawn and have made it at least to the property before they're tackled. Like I don't think people have died. Yeah, but you face fucking a lot of legal shit for that. We well, get yeah, no shit, but it's easy to physically get in there. All I had to do was Allahu Akbar one time, and then there you go. <laughs> And then you get gunned down. Maybe that, or they just they don't shoot people that are not perceived to be armed. So, like, if it's just a lunatic jumping the fence, but he has nothing on him, then maybe they just wait for they get in there to tackle him. I don't fucking know. I don't maybe know. that's how it works. A lot of people have shot themselves in front of the Congress building or in front of the White House, but... <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it's not difficult to get in if there's a ton of people, as we've seen. <laughs> well, it's the Capitol. Yeah. Which is a pretty, I'm, I was talking about the the White House. Yeah, I know, but they're still both pretty big, important federal buildings, and they're both s- severe crimes yeah, I to mean, trespass on, as you can see. If you go on, like, what I yeah, yeah, but I'm just like, what I want to fucking know about that January 6th thing is, I'm just like, why did all of the fucking people who worked there leave two hours early? Then like it happened. It's not because like you know <laughs> they knew it was gonna happen or anything. Who fucking knows? Like that shit. I just think it was yeah, a waste. Yeah, I'm just like, like... Why would you break into the Capitol and just take selfies? Yeah, I mean, because I, I was so confused by that. I was just like... Like, I was just initially... I was like, my first reaction, I was like, is this even, like, real? I was like, what? It was entertaining as fuck, I'm not gonna lie. I, I hope something like that happens again. It was. Yeah, no, you're, I remember your take about how, like, you think that if they did that, it, we would be in a better position... Honestly, I mean, like, the overthrow of this fucking government kind of would have been satisfying. If at least, like, two of them had fucking guns and they just fucking sprayed everybody in there. I don't know if they evacuated. I can't remember if they evacuated or they locked them down in a room. I'm sure they had some sort of protocol. Nothing really major would have happened. I feel like they just would have, like, fought the cops outside until the military came or the National Guard. Like, I don't... You know what I mean? Like, I... There was no like real avert danger. Obviously, they they arrested somebody. Hey, like they weren't doing anything. They were like like you said, they were just sit like in there taking selfies. I was just like, what? Well, there were like you people that had like zip ties and they had like pipe bombs and shit. But those people got arrested, and they took them. Like yeah, I I don't know. There's so much fucking. It's like with anything now. So it's like one person, like one side says this, the other side says this. Who fucking knows? I wasn't there. Like it's all bullshit. It's all stupid. It's just entertaining to look at. I could give a fuck if they broke into it or they got let in. I could give a fuck if every congressman died in there or every fucking Trump supporter died in there. I don't give a shit. Let them all. Who gives a fuck? It's less dumb. Oh yeah. Stupid on our planet. Who cares? But true. Good point. Especially the oh yeah. I mean. (laughs) <laughs> oh that's like the number one guy 
or like the people that never thought they'd be arrested even though their face was fucking visible and so like if you go on the fbi's most wanted website it's hundreds of photos of people that they like have identified and are still trying to identify like they're like all oh, they can't like you know prosecute everybody they're fucking trying like they're really trying <laughs> it's like man hey maybe you can't just like okay if you're being let into a building like you probably still shouldn't like break a window or put your foot on pelosi's death you know what i mean like <laughs> Yeah, I was just so confused. I was like, why did they literally let him in? I was like, my guess is what? like they they felt that it was easier to control the crowd by like as opposed to like getting the national guard in. Although, I say that one person did get shot and killed. Like the bitch that tried to climb through the window and got fucking sprayed with the hollow point by the secret service or whoever the fuck was in there. Oh, yeah, I guess they're saying like if they were all inside, they're all inside. Yeah, and they could, like, yeah. you know, trap them in there and then evacuate the people and then flush them out, like, sure. But, I mean, one person did die, so. Only one. Wait, is that the fir- only person to die on the on the Capitol? I think so. I don't know. Yeah, like, I think that was the first and only person. Might have been. <laughs> did we talk about that <laughs> last Man. Time? I think we might have. I don't remember. But, I think so, oh, but fuck. It might. It's, it's getting late. I need to go to bed. Oh, shit. Because I got to work tomorrow, unlike you commies. You get a job and dye out of your hair, and shave your beard. Shave your beard, grow taller, lose weight. Fuck I still think that's beard. hilarious, though. That like having a beard was like associated with communism. Was it? <laughs> oh yeah, for like in the sixties, it was totally associated with being a communist. It's probably because of Karl Marx and his social studies beard. Yeah, it was him and like John Lennon and like the whole like, <laughs> well, because the the style at the time was very much being clean shaven. So the whole point of it was just, you know, like being like 60s, like rebellious bohemian. The whole point of it was just being not the norm. Yeah. And so then they were like, yeah, let's just like, how do you counter not having beards? Having beards. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking beards. Like, you know, like Che Guevara and Fidel Castro always had beards and like that inspired a lot of that too. It's crazy. Is that all it takes sometimes to demonize? Right. I mean, it's just... Yeah, just some dude who, like, had that as his feature, maybe because he just thought it looked cool. And then everyone's like, no, that's, like, a, so that is, like, the symbol of, like, the ideology. <laughs> Alright, so I guess I'm communist, because I have a beard. I mean, it's not a full beard, so I guess I'm not a full communist. You're more of a democratic socialist. Because of, like, the facial hair I have? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I see. Definitely. I'm. A, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm a. I'm a social democrat. <laughs> oh, and then what are what are you? You. You. You're. You're. You're communist. I don't vote. <laughs> no. I mean, based on your beard. No, I know. Um. Well, I'm not. Oh like... no. Ma- Matt's a communist. <laughs> <laughs> Full blown. Oh yeah. I don't know if you're a democratic socialist. I guess I'm a. I'll be a Green Party person okay green new deal i'll take your money right. and i'll tell you i'll do something with it but nothing will change right i saw this great meme from trad west it was like it was, it was, it was like the far left person is like i support the current thing it was like far right person 
I re- it's like I oppose the current thing. Blah. And then it was like a really fat dude. And then it was like the Giga Chat, like on the farm with like a fedora. And he's like, I don't care about the current thing. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like wearing his like cross. Or- <laughs> I'm like, I'm all for that. <laughs> or have you seen the one where it's like far left, far right, far Ming? Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I love fucking political shit posts. They're my favorite. Yeah, I gotta send you some of these from Trad West. Feel free, bro. From Trad West and um, Orthodox Meme Squad. They're pretty dank. <laughs> I, I saw this one where it was like, it was like the same Giga Chad dude from the other memes I said. And it was like, yes, I support LGBT. And it was like, lifting for God and benching 225. <laughs> You should wear that as a shirt. Honestly, no. dude, I'm thinking about it. Oh god, don't don't I, don't be a graphic shirt, dude. <laughs> Please. No, you 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 I'll, told I'll me to like get, allow you in our store. You told me to get the 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 shirt where it says like child porn, you know, and then like put the X through it, <laughs> like the can the cancel sign, like that. It child porn, not a good look, bro. I oppose the current child laws. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh shit yeah don't man. don't be a don't be a graphic tea snob oh dude i meant to say dude on the way to when i went to the retreat when we went like far west to virginia towards west virginia like winchester you know i saw this sign like this billboard and it said don't be that guy Sexual assault is a very serious crime. Don't be that guy. <laughs> yes, like that's what it there, said. Like, I wonder if I should sexually assault somebody. No, don't be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, like that like, that they, sign's gonna stop. Who are they talking to? Like like people that like say, Oh fuck, I guess I was a little rapey back there. I should back off. Like who <laughs> Don't be that guy. Yeah. Don't exactly. don't cave into your carnal instinct without consent. Right. <laughs> God. All right. Well, that's a fun note to leave at because I need to wake up tomorrow. Have a really safe and non-rapey dream. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, shit. See ya, bro. All right. See ya, bro. Have a good one. Yeah. Bye.